Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and with me today, I have a group of gentlemen, and we are going to talk several different topics, including WWE's Crown Jewel preview and predictions. We're going to discuss the controversy with Jordan Miles, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite Halloween edition superstars, some thoughts about it. It's Halloween, right? So we're going to have some fun with this. And hopefully you guys have an excellent Halloween as well. I know adults enjoy it just like me. It's a fun holiday. Thanksgiving's still my favorite now, though, because I'm a fat dude, so I enjoy the turkey and all that. But Halloween's fun, too, because you get candy, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go around, and let's start with Josh, because Josh gave me the bright idea for this. So, Josh, introduce yourself, sir. Yo, what's up? Um, obviously, Josh Burton. The name should sound familiar. I've been on with Conrad on here before. But if you don't know, the host and the founder of uh, Everything Pro Wrestling Sister site, Everything College Basketball, you can find us at ecvpodcast10.com, covering everything college basketball 24-7, 365. Other than that, like I said, you should know the voice by now, so let's do it. That that college basketball starting up real soon, too. Dude, eight days. Eight days. <coughs> Countdown is on. counting or anything. Dude, Hunter, what's your team? What team do you root for? Bro, I'm a Kentucky fan. Oh, my gosh, no. Oh, oh. Believe you live in Kentucky. Uh, well, speaking of people who like bad teams, the man who is sitting right next to me making his podcast debut, Derek, a Duke Blue Devils fan. So we got to give him some hell because I'm all about the Tar Heels. Tar Heelia. Coach K, bro. <laughs> Derek, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? This is Derek. I, I should know me by now if you haven't heard my voice before. So he's the one we yell at on YouTube all the time. If yes, you guys, this, yes. This is audio only, though. Oh, and it's going to be lovely. <laughs> now, I also have two of my good friends who I haven't done anything with in a while. Thank goodness that I'm on vacation this week. So I got a chance to see them and get them on the podcast. Let's start with Malik first. Cool, huh? Been on here before. I think I've been here a couple times, but he's on my channel all the time. So. Showing the love. Thank you, Malik. And then uh, last but not least, my man, Kyron Chase. Kyron, rocking that New York hat, making me proud right now. I appreciate it. You guys can't see this, but I got to give you the uh, the deets. So, Kyron, what's going on, man? How you been? What's up, Conrad? It's your boy, Kyron Chase. I've been on Conrad's channel one time. You may have seen me in the comments of his videos a few times. 
Um, I enjoy doing a lot of work um, with Conrad Malik, and anyone knows me knows I am very out there when it comes to expressing myself, and I really don't care what anyone says about it sometimes. This will be perfect for the, uh, what do we want to call this? The uh, elixir that we're putting together for this podcast. There you go. That's it. So let's start with Crown Jewel, gentlemen. Uh, We're not going to get into any of the whole what you think of the pay-per-view, the Saudi government, any of that. Let's run through this card, though, and figure out what they're trying to do here. These cards always feel weird to me. So let's look at it here. So first, we're going to start off with the match. We got Mansoor versus Cesaro. Mansoor is a Saudi wrestler. He won that Battle Royal the last time they had a Crown Jewel event. And it makes a lot of sense to get him on the card here. I mean, he is a Saudi wrestler, one of the Saudi people. Fans cheered for him when he won the Battle Royal last time. And Cesaro, he's been wearing pants, more like Manpreeze. I don't know what they're doing with him or where they want to go with him. Uh, let's start off with you guys, though. I mean, what do you guys think of this? Who you want to go first? Uh, let's start. Go ahead, Josh. We'll go Josh first. Ah, uh, okay. Let me lead it off, I guess. Um, I, I like you said, I understand the whole Mansoor. Like, you got to get the local on there. Um, I think you said the last show he was on in the Saudi Arabia, he won the Battle Royal or whatever. Um, so I get it. You're pandering. You want to see, um, and I think they even said last time that he was on, it was somebody who looked like them was able to be on the card. So it gave them hope. Right. Um, okay. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't uh, excite me or anything. I would imagine he probably wins because Cesaro at this point is just a guy that puts on a good match, gets a lot out of somebody and will lose, take the fall. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know here. I really want Cesaro to pick up the win, but I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Derek, what do you think of this match with Mansoor and Cesaro? Trash. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but they're, they're trying to do something for their people. I Listen, I get what he's saying, though. At the same token, they have not featured Mansoor in anything. Like, I think he lost one match on NXT in between this time. I, listen, I, I can't really speak on this because I've never seen Mansoor wrestle. So this is the first time I've ever heard heard of him um damn wwe do your job <laughs> exactly because i know nothing of this dude i i'm gonna take everybody's word for it that he is a good wrestler um i would definitely like to see cesaro come out with the win but i understand the fact that he's Mansoor is the hometown hero so i can understand that uh they want him to win and he might actually end up winning because he's a hometown hero, but I still think it's trash. All right, I can respect that. Malik, who you got in this one? Probably Monsoor. I mean, I don't see how he would lose. He's in his hometown. So I didn't think he was going to win the Battle Royal until I heard rumors about it. And then I was like, yeah, it only makes sense because he's from Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, I think I think they said he's the first NXT superstar from Saudi Arabia to sign with them, too. So Yeah, that's uh, that's Obviously. that's kind of dope. It's big for the company. I, I don't. I said this before, like on I think our channel, but like the Saudi shows, but they only put on the Saudi. They only build the card up for those type of fans. You know what I mean, because that's that's what, that's what they want to see down there. That's not, that's not stuff that we care about up here, and and because we know we don't really care about that stuff. But down there, you know, it's it's cool to them. You know, they're okay with that stuff. So I get it. And they only they get like two shows a year, I think. So they build the card based around the fan base down there, how the fans would want to see down there. So that's why they so, have. Open, so. so- let me just get this straight. Josh, who did you take for this match? You said 
I, I took Mansoor. All right, you said Mansoor? Yeah. Mansoor, Mansoor. Kyron, it's on you, brother. Uh, Mansoor's going to win. Same reason why he won the battle royal. You get the home, hometown boy in there to win it. Um, you really told me Cesaro's wrestling in pants because I haven't really been watching as much. Why? Man priest. Um, <laughs> like, I, they look like Capris. Why would they do that? Um, uh, yeah, but I think it'd probably be a good match. I haven't seen Monzo wrestle at all, so I don't know. But knowing how good Cesaro is, he could probably get a good match out of it. Uh, is, is, is Sheamus, like, retired? Or is he just, like, they don't know what's going on with him yet? The last thing I heard about Sheamus was they were worried about spinal stenosis, the same yeah, thing Edge has. Yeah, I heard about that, too. But they never said anything if he was, like, coming back. I never heard if he was, like, coming I, back or not. I think it's still question marks right now as far as that I goes just, to Sheamus. I just seen Sheamus too, off topic in a way. I just seen Sheamus was part of the uh, Liverpool USA down in Dallas, leading like their um, their uh, I guess cheer block down in Dallas, watching the Liverpool match the other day. So he was on camera doing that because you know he's a big Liverpool FC supporter. But that's the last time I'd seen him. That's that's dope. See, I, I mean, was, I've been on his YouTube channel. Oh, for the workouts? Yeah. Sheamus workouts are nice on YouTube as well if you guys are looking yeah. for Sheamus yeah. content. Celtic workout. Celtic workout. Yeah. I don't the mindset with Sheamus is this. If Sheamus can wrestle, then him and Cesaro should never broken up as a tag team. One, you're taking divisions thin as it is already. You can use a good tag team in, in uh, the bar. If Sheamus can't wrestle anymore, then I'll, and since you really don't have anything for Cesaro, why not let him go back down to NXT too? You can use some more people in NXT with it going to two hours. And so that's the way I stand. If he can still work, then put those two back together. If he can't and you really want to be cautious with his injury, which is something I recommend if you're not sure about it, because Bowser knows the serious, then let's just all go back to NXT and work down there with some of the guys in NXT. Yeah, let me I would clarify, like to... Let me clarify that spinal stenosis is rumor. <laughs> I don't know if that's the true injury, but he said he, he said he wanted to go to NXT UK. He's been saying he said that a couple times on Twitter and stuff. Cesaro. Give give me Cesaro in between that feud with Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Just make it a triple threat with all them. Oh, yes. Shoot it right through my veins. I got to give Robert credit, too. He definitely called them teaming up, and I saw something that indicated they might on Twitter today. So check out Keith Lee and uh, Dijakovic's Twitter. Let's continue on, though, with this. Uh, we have a 20-man battle royal. They love these for this show. Another one? Yes. This one, though, the winner will receive a title shot against AJ Styles at some point during the show. It hasn't been announced who's participating. Who do you guys put into this spot? So this should be a pretty uh, different one here. Who who do you start off with putting in? Let's go with Derek first. Um, who would you put AJ Styles against on this show? I would do Cedric Alexander. Mmm, interesting. Just just because they've had that feud, I feel like Cedric Alexander deserves it. Yeah, Cedric Alexander is not a uh, bad person to put in that spot. I think he's really worked hard. And the Monday Night Raw brand, what, whoever, if it's Heyman, maybe it's Vince, I don't know who. The powers that be seem to like him. And uh, I, I, I don't know, I found him to always be a good wrestler, in my opinion. So yeah. I have no issues with him. Josh, who do you got? Man, I, I'm... Cedric's a good answer because, like, they just came off that feud and everything. Funny because the Saudis, remember, was it the first show or something? They requested guys who were dead, so, like, Andre and stuff. So I'm just in my mind thinking, like, we want Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, you know what I'm saying? And I only say that because he's my favorite of all time. But I don't know, man. Without any participants being announced, Cedric's a good one. I think it makes sense. Um, even a guy like maybe Ricochet. I don't know. I I'll have a better answer, I guess, when I see the participants. But we'll go with Cedric. I think that's a good one. 
I think okay. Ricochet's in that tag match, ain't he? Yeah, he know. is. Yeah, but I think it wouldn't surprise me, too. They'll need, like, double, double duty. Does. Double yeah. duty, yeah. He could. Uh, what do you got, Mr. Malik? You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you you say that. Now watch Curtis Axel win. <laughs> watch Curtis There you go, man. <laughs> Probably, uh, oh, Cedric's a good answer. I like, maybe somebody like Buddy Murphy. That'd be cool. I can get, I can get Ooh, Buddy Murphy's a good answer. I like Buddy Murphy. He needs more <clears> TV time. Andrade or something, somewhere around there. I, I, somebody that can at least put on a good match with, with AJ Styles, you know, like Buddy Murphy would be cool. Cedric would be cool. Uh, I'm trying to, I can't think of what's off the top of my head. I'm trying to figure out who else could be in there, so I don't really know. I f- it's probably, honestly, it's probably going to be like Dolph Ziggler or something, to be honest. It'll be like Dolph Ziggler or uh, you know, Bobby Roode or something. It'll be somebody like that, I feel or, like. Or the worst surprise Battle royal entrant of all time, Tommy Dreamer, shows up, comes <laughs> out there and wins. Tommy Dreamer, anytime there's a Battle royal, I blame Brian Williams for this. Anytime there's a Battle royal, he always said Tommy Dreamer always just shows up. He never wins, but he's just there like, yeah. Uh, Kyron, who do you got for this? He better not show up. You want me to be serious or you want me to joke with it? Please be serious with it. <laughs> okay, I'll stay serious for now. Who, am I, who the hell am I kidding? Knowing in Saudi Arabia, they'll probably have some like the great Kali winning better words or something like that. Or um, have freaking Hornswoggle come in and win it. But in all seriousness, <laughs> but it, you should see the look on Conrad's face right now. But in all seriousness, um... Uh, because this is Saudi Arabia, so we can get away with it, even though they're on separate brands. I'm gonna go with um Mustafa Ali to win. Oh, Ali, okay, Ali's in that tag match duty. too, yeah, so he can pull double duty. I'm gonna be the weird one here, and I'm gonna go with Alistair Black. I just think it'll be a good matchup. You could probably get away with a DQ finish at this type of event. Why not put him in there and begin to tease that? Are they on the same brand? Yes, yeah, yeah. hashtag what brand split. Because it doesn't exist, because people have been going back and forth already. Oh, um, shit. Hey, I, here, here's a name we didn't even mention. I don't know if he's got a match, but they just had something last Monday, I think it was. Um, Kevin Owens. Ooh. They I know could. Kevin Owens doesn't really go to Saudi Arabia. Nah, he's never done the shows before. I don't think. Well, I mean, because he's friends with Sami Zayn. Because with yeah, Sami. Yeah, Sami Zayn's banned. Yeah, you know, Conrad, I was thinking about Aleister Black. I really was. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I, I don't think Alex Black. I don't think Alex Black can go either because of something. Oh, because yeah, of that's, tattoos. That's, that's a big reason why I thought. Yeah, he, I don't think he can go because of his tattoos. All right, I'm taking and, Buddy Murphy then. Thank you. You have convinced me. I'm going with Malik. It'll Buddy probably Murphy. be like I don't know. It might be like Goldberg or something. Or Undertaker pop up. Oh, I'm dear. telling you, man. If it's the great Kylie or great Kylie, honestly, no, you know what? I, my answer, I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. They love to know Dolph Ziggler in those type of matches where he doesn't win anyway. So I'm going Dolph. Oh Ziggler. yeah, you talk about it. I remember, yeah, you remember when, I remember, oh, man, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, I remember when, um, last year when Raw was going through that terrible um, streak, and it was the episode that everyone hated so much, and the one thing that was interesting was Seth Rollins had the open challenge. I said, everyone was saying, oh, give me this, give me something, because it's bad, that's so what we needed something, and I said, just please don't be Dolph Ziggler, because I said, we've seen it enough, and, and I remember his music hit Malik tweeted me, sorry, Calvin and Ziggler, like, I remember, like, Ziggler's the type of person that was just throwing for that type of stuff. But I'm a he, he puts Ali, on he, he, he puts on great matches. He just never wins. You just don't believe it's, it. He's gonna win. It's dude, they've beaten that dead horse so many times that you don't believe in it anymore. Is the problem with oh, Dolph? I've, it, though. I've but, said it a million times. It's just I don't know, but I just got this feeling there'll be like some special like legend, special and I put legend in quotes, legend because you know the Society show. You can see, like I said, like I was joking with the great Kylie, but I can honestly see them bringing him in there or Goldberg or or like I said, something like that. Something you won't expect, 
just to be, you know, different because it's a Saudi Arabia show. But I'm going to stick with Ali, though. Speaking of old, we have ourselves a Survivor Series-style tag match with Team Flair versus Team Hogan. Now, these teams have been going back and forth. Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan drew the highest-rated segment recently with them being on camera. That's telling you something about your audience right there. Team Flair consists of Randy Orton, King Corbin, the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura, the the Chocolate Thriller, I don't know what to call this dude anymore, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Um, they're taking on Team Hogan. You know who's on this team. You got Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ali, Shorty, Shorty G. G. No, 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 no. Say it Chad right. Gable, bro. He's Chad Gable. Don't Chad Gable. Shorty G, man. You know what his name is. It's Ricochet. Listen, listen. I went through this on my show. Derek was there. I can't call this man that. He looks like a my player in NBA 2K that came right out and you spent money on clothes before you even got the game. Like, oh, this oh, looks oh, cool. He oh, looks oh, terrible. Or oh, oh, OTR Central said it. He said, um, oh, let me, let me see. What the, what the, oh, yeah. Uh, the second unit point guard for the Monstars. Oh, dear God. It, it looks bad. It looks bad. Mind you, I didn't watch SmackDown Friday night because I was doing a show with Malik and Steve during that time. And I remember I looked on Twitter and I just see people tweeting, what the hell is Chad getting wearing? I'm like, wait, what is he, what is he wearing? Because I didn't get to see it. I see, is he wrestling or is he, is he, or is he going for a basketball game? Oh, yeah. Uh, someone, someone had to get disrespected on Twitter for arguing with me about that. I was like, he was like, I'm unfollowing you. I don't need this negativity on my timeline. I'm like, cool, bro. I don't bye. need it. Bye. <laughs> exactly. So we've got this matchup. Team Flair versus Team Hogan. <sighs> I don't know, guys. I don't, the best way, I guess, is to let you guys just have at it with this one. Uh, this time, let's start with Malik on this one. Which team's Roman Reigns on? Hogan. Hogan. Hogan's one in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GG on the Kyron. Malik, you, I can't even. I don't think I can come up with a better argument than that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't think it's an elimination match. I think it's just a regular six ten man. No, no, it's it's a regular match. But I feel weird doing this before Survivor Series. Why would you do a match like this beforehand? Because they don't use that. Could, it'll probably be Hogan Seema win. And I, I'll probably he, he probably don't drop a leg drop on on player or something. They're they gonna take some type of ball. It's gonna be. It's, they're gonna get in the ring and fight or something like that. And I don't even think they're gonna have him do that much for Malik. I think it would be. Then I think the match will end up being a brawl eventually, and then you'll see Hogan doing a U at Ric Flair and give him just a couple punches, and that's all. Because I like you said with his back, I don't know how much he can move anyway. But I'm predicting Roman, and I'm actually gonna predict Roman's gonna get the spear on King Corbin for the win. Okay. All right, Derek. Go ahead. Shit is trash. <laughs> Moving on, Josh. <laughs> With them, man. Hogan must pose, right? Oh, 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 oh. oh God, don't make me relive my horrible childhoods. Uh, I was never really that big of a Hulk Hogan guy. And Hogan must pose. If you ever watch any pay-per-view from the 80s, any of my retro reviews, just know that happens at the end. I may gloss over it. But oh, yeah. and, and and keep in mind when he always has like guests like this too, they all got to follow suit. So you're gonna see Roman and the whole works and all <laughs> oh, down through oh, the whole in synchron, right? Just imagine, just imagine Chad Gable Ricochet doing that. Oh, <laughs> Chad Gable in his N one Walmart gear doing poses. Oh, I love Chad Gable, bro. He deserves so much better than that. I'm gonna watch it. 
I got you. I'm sorry. But just the thought of Chad Gable and Ali and Ricochet doing the Hogan poses enough. I got to watch it now. You know someone, <laughs> someone will make a gif of it. And then they'll have, like, you know, the Golden State Warriors, like, this is what they thought it was going to be this year, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how people oh, get with that. But this is, I'm going Team Hogan. I mean, you can't, I don't know. I just feel like Hogan's got to get the pose in, like Josh said. It makes sense. Um, you got that power, too, bro. You got that power, man. Hulk yeah. Hogan's for us forever. <laughs> you know how it gets on your podcast about that. Don't get me started on people in power. Uh, tag Team Turmoil World Cup Best Tag Team in the World. Why do we have to have all these cups and all this BS when you go to Saudi Arabia? I don't get it. Tag Team Cup. Every tag team in the company is basically in this match um, trying to figure it out. Who's the tag team that comes out in this? Who who would you put over in this? Uh, I think every team's in here except for the Usos. I think they're still yeah treading that water lightly. Who do you got, Derek? Who? Who's wrestling? All the tag teams. All the tag teams. Except New for the, day, uh, the New Day, the Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, Lucia House Party, Hulk uh, and the Riders. I didn't know they were still a team. The Revival, um, Gals and Anderson, and uh, uh, Rude and Ziggler, and the B team. I'm surprised that's still a thing as well. So, yeah. Um, shit. Do, do, do yeah. you go with the surprise? I mean, do you go with an established team? Heavy Machinery. Oh, Derek. Derek likes these dudes for some reason. <laughs> you want to see that big Otis belly. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, come on, man. How you not like Otis, man? He's fucking funny. I love Otis. That, that, that's that's my man. I, man, Otis is funny as hell. Okay. I'm going with Heavy Machinery just because... Listen, uh, the Revival already had a tag team. Well, they're champions. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Bob Ziggler and Bobby Root. This doesn't make sense for them. Um, who else? Uh, it 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 just fits. It you're just, just fits. You're it, just saying, give it to someone who needs a, a prop. Exactly. Give it to Who's them good? so that they can come back and flaunt it. Like, yeah, yo, we won the cup in Saudi Arabia. We were on our we were on our shit. You know. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go with War Raiders. I think you built them up too much to not give them anything. The War Raiders are undefeated right now. Why not continue that streak? And I correct. think whoever it's, defeats them, it's, it's the Viking Raiders. Correction. Viking Raiders, please. please. Don't call people their stupid names, Malik. I hate them. Shorty G is dead to me. He's Chad Gable. I hate that name, too. Uh, so, Viking, War Raiders, whatever you want to call them, I think they're my prediction to win. Uh, Josh, who do you got? Um, How about this? Sabu and RVD. <laughs> they all like, the weed. Just, I like weed. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm probably with you. I think uh, War Raiders, Viking Raiders, whatever hell they're called. Um, for all the reasons you said, you've already built them up. They're unstoppable. Kind of who I want to win, though, who I honestly want to win that really needs it is the OC. I'd love to see Gallows and Anderson win. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they could do something for them. Maybe those five-year deals weren't worth signing, boys. I don't know. But... <laughs> By the way, Josh, since you randomly brought up uh, RVD and Sabu, did you notice those AEW tag titles? Number one, beautiful. They're up there with the NXT UK tag titles. Right. And did you notice that they have Jerry Lynn doing the cradle pile yeah, driver? on RVD. And the belts are similar to the ECW yep. tag titles. I love yep. that. Yep, yep. I've seen that. I've seen the, um, yeah, the whole Jerry Lynn. I think they even, after they had him made, <laughs> they said that they called him up to show him, and he was all grateful about it and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to the sad tag division. Um, Malik, 
What you got in this one? Who's winning this? I'm going with, I'll go with the Revival. I'll pick them because of the champions. Say yeah. Okay, not Matt. And Kyron? I actually agree with you and Josh. I'm going to go War Raiders because, um, because like everything. War Raiders. Um, because, like, they're the champions. And you don't build them up having them go against Java for damn near like a whole here. year and then have them not win this thing. So, yeah, I'm going War Raiders to win. And, um, yeah, that's it. I, how about th- how about this for a surprise? Because you know how WWE is. I could see a team like we'll just say um, the B team come out for the match or something. They get taken out or they don't come out, and then this is where you put in authors of pain to make their return, and then they clear house. Ooh, that'd be nice. I wouldn't be mad at that. I feel like the authors of pain, their like gimmick right now is to be like hitmen kind of for somebody. I feel like someone's gonna say, "I need you to take out this person." What do I need to do? Maybe bring me the cash or whatever. Then they're gonna be the guys to. They're going to stay away from the tag division just to do that. That's what I envision. But hey, anything, that, any, anything's better than that P and crap they did with them and um, Drake Maverick last uh, year. AOPP will never live it down, bro. Never ah. live it down. All right, let's get into the matches that everybody's here to really talk about. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, Universal Championship. I should have let you go first on this one, Derek, but Kyron's clapping his hands together. He's... A little too excited for this. So we're going to let him have it. This is a false count anywhere match, folks. And the referees and WWE, whoever, has specified that it cannot be stopped for any reason. It's their way of ensuring fans that they'll get a definitive ending to this match. Kyron, have well, at us. Here's the funny thing about Hell in a Cell. That was the first time I've ever seen Malik, of all people, show actual anger. Like, I do it all the time. I've never seen Malik get pissed off. From WWE the way I usually do, um, but come on, this is they had a hell of a cell match and by disqualification. Now, I want him say it was a no contest. They know good damn well it was in this disqualification. Um, now this match has to end. Um, have it have to have a definitive winner. Who's to say this match? When can you say this match is probably gonna have like somehow it be a fuck finish somehow? Like let's say, oh, well, I got a better one. Instead of being a fiend, what if you just have um, uh, Funhouse Bray Wyatt alone face Seth Rollins and you don't see the fiend? Can you imagine him doing some stuff like that? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! But there's no way. Unfortunately, there's no way Bray's winning because they're not gonna put a raw, a red raw title on SmackDown where he is. Um, I'd rather Bray have won at Hell in a Cell and we can avoid this. But once again, WWE had to shoot themselves in the foot. You had something great. Yes, I'm really good with the um with the Fiend, and you ruined it at Hell in a Cell. Which is what I kind of expected. I mean, did any of us really think they were going to do, do the right thing? Come on now. When did they really do that? Um, but you had a Hell in a Cell match. And by you guys, should, I, tell, I, tell my, I tell you guys. I tell It my, was a layup. Me. It's a layup. You only had one choice. I tell Malik all, all, and, and Steve all the time, you can't get WWE the benefit of the doubt. Every time you think, oh, this is common sense, they go against you. That's why I wasn't even angry about it. I just agree with Xbox. How the hell do you end a squad, uh, Hell in a Cell by DQ? But, yeah, Rollins is going to win, but I just can't wait to see how. I just want to see how they're going to screw this up. I, this is something I, like, you can't have the Fiend get pinned to tap out, but you've backed yourself into a corner. You can't have Rollins win, win but you can't have Bray Wyatt having a Raw title on SmackDown. So you're going to have to come and think of something, and that's not, they're not good at it. Um, so, I'm and because it's Saudi Arabia. Oh, wait, I forgot. This is Saudi Arabia. So Rollins won't get booed out of the building for winning. So you know what? I think Rollins is gonna win, and that'll be it for the thing. Man, Malik, <laughs> I don't even want to respond to it. 
Yes, I do. Wait, time out before we go to Malik. Wait a second. Did you guys happen to see when Seth Rollins put out those tweets afterwards trying to defend it too? Like the whole, yeah, well, maybe if they would have protected it and had the DQ finish, uh, like he tried to say it wasn't a DQ, it was a ref stoppage. And then he said, maybe if the ref stopped the match with Undertaker and Mankind, it would have added years to his legendary career. And after he said that, if you look in the comments, you have to find it. Somebody said, yeah, I bet Sting's thinking the same thing. And I was just like, damn. Damn, oh, no, I don't probably hurt. Uh, but here's what I think. And I think OTR Central said it, said it too. Like, you could have had Rollins say some stuff. Instead of trying to justify, you could say, um, like, oh, Bray Wyatt is lucky ref, ref, ref stopped it when he did because he would have been finished or something like that. Or I wouldn't have stopped. Like, that's the type of stuff you're supposed to say. You're not supposed to try to justify. You're supposed to say, well, if the ref didn't stop it, Bray wouldn't be standing. Something like that. That might have, like, that's the type of stuff Seth should. If Seth was going to try to do that, he should have said something like that. But when, I, the, I just, I feel bad for Seth because. He really was the most over person a year ago, and he's really just put his foot in his mouth so many times now that people just, I don't know. Malik, and, Malik, and what do you got for this? Uh, he's the company guy, man. But it's saying how, and we said, everyone says it, and it's true. I hate, I, well, I don't hate to say this. His his fiance is more over than he is. Yikes. Uh, Malik, who do you got? This is the fact that Becky is more over than Seth is. And she's not on this card, by the way, folks. Um, What do you got? No. She's not allowed to be. So, but uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I don't even. First of all, I don't know why they're having this match. It's very wise for some SmackDown. It doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> oh, we've been there with the making sense. That's all out the window. I don't. I don't know what you do here. I mean, obviously, I don't. They obviously want Seth Rollins to be the champion. They've made that clear. But just. Having Bray Wyatt lose makes no sense, and it just it's not something that anybody wants to see, especially over here. Sure, I mean, it, it may be okay over there, but when he comes back to the States, you know what I'm saying? It's a different story. You gotta come back to the States eventually. You gotta come back the next day, I just smack down, so. Uh, probably Seth will probably win. It'll probably be like, um, anywhere, right? He'll probably fall off like a fucking, probably fall off like, uh, Yeah. Seth, Seth, Seth will probably win. I would say. I mean, they've already with the Hell in a Cell thing. They already they already shot themselves in the foot with that. I mean, first I didn't I didn't think Seth Rollins was gonna lose, but I didn't think I, I thought it was gonna be like some type of interference, like awesome. They booked themselves against the wall. Josh, what do you think of this? I I don't think I've heard your thoughts on the whole ordeal. Um, well, because pretty much everybody who's ever commented in your group or said it on Twitter spoke for me. Um. It, the ending of Hell in a Cell was stupid. Everybody knows that. Uh, real quick on Seth Rollins, though. Like, he's coming across over the last six months as a real douchebag, right? I mean, the stuff he says, and the the initial point that started this, I think, the whole um, downfall when he got into it with Will Ospreay. On the surface, what he said wasn't bad, right? He has basically taken up for, like, I believe in my company, but it's the way he came across and then throwing money about it. On the surface, what he said wasn't that terrible, but it's the other stuff that made him, like, come across as a real douchebag and everything else since then. He sounds like a... Can we cuss, Conrad? Yeah, cuss. Okay, well, he sounds like a fucking idiot, right? Why don't we put the E on this? Yeah. Right, uh, <laughs> honestly, if, if he's going to beat Bray Wyatt, you have to just turn him heel, bro. You have to. He's going to get yeah. booed. He's going to get booed everywhere he goes. He might as well turn him heel. <laughs> he'll be better anyway. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm here, too, for this match specifically. I mean, I'm with the other guys. I think uh, Seth wins. Um, 
I, I don't see the fiend winning, but I am here for uh, the fiend potentially scaring the shit out of these uh, Saudi kids uh, because as conservative country as this is, you imagine him coming out holding that head with the lantern and stuff, and these kids like I'd imagine them freaking the fuck out. Oh shit, yo, I, <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That but is you know evil. Funny? But you know what's funny when you hear the original like, ending, nineteen ninety Survivor Series coming out, yeah. like. Fuck. Yeah, but here's the thing: we had the original ending for that home cell match. Supposed to have, I think, like Brady's supposed to fall off the top of the cell, and the match supposed to be stopped. Like, why not do that? Or if why not? Have, and then some people say, well, well, what happens when Bray Wyatt faces Brock? If he wins, he faces Brock Lesnar in Survivor Series. Well, how about you do this then? You have Bray beat Seth when he hit with his sister Abigail, second sister Abigail on the ring, and then when he faces Lesnar in Survivor Series. Then you do, then you do a, a BS finish to protect both guys. That's, that, and I'm pretty sure we all would take a Bray Wyatt Brock Lesnar match and have it in a DQ because it wouldn't be held in the cell, so it wouldn't be contrived. Um, and the thing about Seth, I mean, I can't say I hate Seth Rollins because I don't. And I understand sticking up for your company, and I understand that's what you do. But I think the one thing that probably frustrated me was when he was saying like. When people were complaining about uh, stomping ground, and he said how real fans don't complain, something like that. I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, that's what that's what really first angered me about it was when he was saying stuff like talking about how like not like real fans don't complain and stuff like that or something like that. I don't remember exact quotes. And I remember when I reviewed stomping ground, the only thing I was negative, ironically, really that negative about was his match with Corbin. It had nothing to do with him. It was the fact that the booking decision of having Lacey Evans the referee of that match, but. It, he's dug himself a hole, and I'm kind of with Josh on this, though. Like, when it comes to the whole AEW-WWE backbiting and uh, trading snaps, I don't mind it. Because mm-hmm. here's the problem. If Cody and them don't say anything, you're going to be like, oh, they're bowing to WWE and this. But if they do say something, then it's, oh, you should keep your mouth shut and just worry about your own business. Well, it's going to go back and forth like that no matter what. Seth Rollins is not wrong for sticking up for his company. So... Guess what? Sad news. Jr. and all them getting hurt over it. I mean, your guys are doing the same thing, so you can't pot meat kettle. You know, you can't do it. You can't have it both ways. He's really, it. he's really like the only one like firing shots on Twitter too, as far as I've seen. I haven't seen anybody else. Yeah, I prefer to. I, if it were me, I'd be more like Roman. Roman seems like very political. He's subtle. He doesn't really make a lot of noise, but he just says, "Look it, come watch the show, and I'll show you why it's great." Well, but it's, that's part of like this. I'm probably that's part of that salon stuff, bro. They got respect, man. So you know, but, respect is a big part of their culture and shit. So it's like it's just whatever to him. You know what I mean? Like it I was don't know how much of it was funny. Is- Seth it was film that he, he didn't he didn't have a problem with Moxley leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, like oh, it was cool. Seth Rollins he was upset about it, but Roman was like, bro, it's cool. You know, I understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the only thing Seth really said that kind of that really angered me. Like, I even the stuff when he talking about how the fans complain about the show, that was more like eh, whatever. It, it was stupid. But when he talked about oh, well, he took his ball and went home. Like, no, he didn't. He let his contract run out and did it professionally. He didn't let he didn't take his ball and go home. Like. I think what Roman said, well, that's still my friend regardless, something like that. Right, uh, and I respect that. It was the money thing for me that did it. I was like, yo, that was a scumbag move to say. That's like talking with your friends. You're like, well, I'm better than you because I have more money than you. You don't say anything like that to anybody. And you're in the wrestling business. You're a brotherhood. And look, I don't like Will Ospreay all like that either as a person from some of the stuff I've heard about him. But at the same token, Will Ospreay's a good wrestler and so was Seth Rollins. And they should have just kept it about the wrestling until he brought in the money thing. That had nothing to do with it. Uh, what were you going to say, Josh? Oh, I was just saying, I wonder, too, how much um, 
Seth acting out like this too, or we can assume acting out, is him feeling some heat for not necessarily being the highest, like a high drawing champion, right? Yeah. Because I wonder how much he's feeling that pressure. Because you always heard back in the day, even with like Eddie Guerrero. Now he obviously didn't have Twitter to act out, and I don't think he would have. But you also heard how much pressure he felt when he'd go to the houses and like they're not as big as they were before he was champion. And he felt a lot of pressure and it started to crack under him. I wonder if Seth's cracking a little bit mentally, right? Yeah, it's, it's a tough position to be in. And I caution everybody. I'm going to just say my prediction real quick. I, I'm, I think Seth Rollins is going to win this. Now, I know it's bad because our Hell in the Cell review got clipped. Like, someone took pieces of it, and they said, this is the greatest rant ever. I saw it on Twitter and on Facebook. And it was partially, you know, me trying to calm everyone down, but he was the main person for it. He's the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. This dude will complain about WrestleMania 30 till the end of his life with John Cena. So, <laughs> go ahead, Derek. What do you think of this? I got oh, yeah. this. Uh, is okay. Bray winning? Ray is not winning. Um, Ray is getting fucked. <laughs> As always. Again. And getting fucked by the Americans and the Saudis. Oh, God. <laughs> and Josh, I was going to say something. Uh, I was going to uh, rebuttal off of what you said about him coming down with the, uh, the lantern. Uh-huh. I was going to say something real fucked up, but I'm not going to say that. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. Hey, no, no. Let it fly. Let that. No, 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 no. No, no. I was fucked up when we going with this. Oh, dude, it was going to be real fucked up. Hey, you got to tell me off air then. I got you. Um, probably yeah, no. Um, Seth, Seth is winning. You know, at, at this point in time, um, do you care? Like, will you be upset watching this? No. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. You're gonna be upset. Like at, at so it was it was already stated that Ray Wyatt is going to keep continuing to wrestle Seth Rollins up until what was it November 27th or some bullshit like that. Yeah, with uh, cage matches and stuff on house shows. Yeah, and then so they wrestled on a house show. Seth Rollins won, and it was a cage match. Seth Rollins won. So now you got. Uh, Crown Jewel. Don't give a fuck about Crown Jewel. Falls count anywhere. Bullshit. <laughs> and, and that's another thing. So we're bringing back the hardcore. No, match. no, this is just false uh, count anywhere. They're gonna do a WWE style. But but they're hey, so hold on. Okay. right. Yeah. Question. So we're like, what if, even though he won, what if Bray like does win? Oh, then what? That doesn't make any sense though. I think you could have him vacate the title, and that gives you something to play with on Raw. That was the one thing I was thinking you could do. Why not have Bray win, and then he just drops the belt and says, "I don't need this belt." He then throws we'll it down, walks away from it. Then you can start booking him. He wants the WWE title because his character is supposed to go back and reclaim all this stuff. He goes back into the past and he says, "I have unfinished business with that belt." And, you know, maybe Brock looks at him like, what's up with this dude? You ain't getting close to this. And that could lead they're, to me. They, the they already have a story, too, because they're supposed to wrestle at WrestleMania 32. And they never yeah, happened. that story. But, no, but that's, a, that's a dope story. No, that's part of, that's it's, part of already, it's gone. That's Fuck part it. of the past. Don't he's, care. He's, saying like, he's saying, like, the Fiend goes back and he attacks people for, like, shit that happened in the past. You know what I mean? No, I, I get that, but that that's that's in the past. I think you can still repair this, though. You I, can't repair it. You fucked up. Conrad, 
Yes, I think I could. Let me do. Seth Rollins turned heel when he burnt down the Firefly Funhouse. All you have to do is flip the roles. It's not that hard. Did People he really already... turn heel though? Because he had the interview and he was he he was perfectly fine then. Time out. Time out. The reason I'm saying Seth Rollins turned heel was because you burnt down one of your most over characters' uh, possession. Number one, who's an arsonist here? Like that's not something a babyface does. Let me go burn some shit. He's not Kane. I don't want to see that. What happened to traditional babyface and heel moves? That's not cool to do that. He should have said, come out and fight me. That's what they used to do. Now, I'm just going to burn your house down. I'm but, sick of this. In reality, though, in today's wrestling, do babyfaces and heels even exist? Because people love heels and people don't like babyfaces. I think, I think you can play with people's minds, though, and make it work. I mean, think Conrad, about it. Now like, Kevin Owens was supposed to be a heel, but he was getting crazy reaction. You know what I'm saying? Because people like Kevin Owens. So or you can like, just turn them like the Kabuki Warriors. They just randomly became heel. No reason. I told you not to say that name. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, are like do heels accurate heels? Like, think about it. Like, what's, who's the last heel that like really was a really good heel and got really over with fans that people really hated? But it was really good. Tommaso Champa. Tommaso Champa. True. Champa. Uh, what were you gonna say, Josh? No, I was just picturing it now. Just like, could you imagine fairy tale wise? Like somehow Seth Rollins hears you say that. Like baby faces don't burn shit down. Like what arsonist? And then all of a sudden, like next week, he's like, "Oh my bad, let me rebuild this shit for you." <laughs> like he's rebuilding the Firefly Funhouse throughout Raw. He's the, he's the oh, that 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 will kill him completely, man. That, that's <laughs> the end. Rebuild shit. So we're all in agreement then that Seth's winning this in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, oh, yeah, so. I gotta see this. Who the hell am I? I thought I wasn't gonna watch it. I'm sorry, but all this stuff I gotta watch it now. See? Fuck see, Seth. That's so bad. Uh I gotta show this picture off air. If you guys ever wanna see it, you guys just have to go and follow uh JD from New York. He's been on these Seth Rollins rants lately. I already know where you're going with this. The, the swimsuit? No. Oh no. Man. This picture is by far. Hold on, I gotta. I got to get that out. This picture is by far my favorite with the Joker makeup on his face because he keeps calling him a clown. He's like, this clown just won't stop, will he? And I, was just, uh, I sent it to the Instagram chat where I don't know if you saw it, but he was doing the, um, the voice. And he said, you know, Seth Rollins talking to Becky Lynch. Why does everybody hate me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want to see my title reign for him. Yeah, I do. Very much so, actually. <laughs> Yeah, they might as well just you might as well just turn him heel, bro. Have him just be on Twitter and just just tell him what to be kind of like MJF. You know what I mean? Like them motherfuckers are savage, bro. Like time out, like that, Malik. Though. That's a good point though. When you were talking about the babyface heel, MJF is clearly a heel, right? Is everybody good on that? Yeah. Yep. They have portrayed him as a babyface. He gets babyface pops right now because he's hanging with Cody, but we all know he's playing the role of a kiss ass. Yeah, and the really moment is going to come when he turns on Cody. People are going to probably throw garbage at this man because I've met him and I know that that dude knows how to get under people's skin. Like, I'm laughing on the inside because I'm like, remember, this isn't real. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I will fight you, dude. Like, I think I can take you. And it's just funny when he does that, man. Bro, like, um, you'll see you'll see videos him on the internet, like, walking past people and he'll be like, he'll say, like, he'll just say, like, crazy shit to, like, right there. Oh, he called me Q-Ball. Like, he was like, Q-Ball, you're the first one up. Nice AEW shirt. Come on up here. And I was like, what? And uh, Derek, you were there, right, with the Lucha Bros yeah. when we met them, too? Yeah, so basically he sticks up the middle finger in the picture, and I knew he was going to do that. So then eventually I caught him, and I gave him a... Uh, I'm doing a uh, a jerking motion. Sorry, kids, if you're listening to this. And I gave him one of these, and his face is, like, shocked that someone took the picture of it. They were like, that was good, dude. And I got high fives from everybody in the crowd. They were, And I was just like, yeah, don't ever talk shit to someone who you talk shit to on Twitter, because I told you I was reviewing the show. And he was like, 
oh shit, that's you. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Everything pro wrestling. Beat it. <laughs> but you so know what? Belief, hold up, Conrad. Um, no, sorry to cut you off, but Malik said like twice or three times when his reaction just turned Seth Rollins heel. Do you really think they're gonna do that? Did they turn Roman heel? No. no. Did they no. turn Cena heel? No. Why do you think they're gonna turn him? Because he's not, not. He's not even compared to those guys. He's not John Cena or Roman Reigns. No, not he's not. But at the same time, you WWE when that's they're that hooked on someone being a babyface, they're not turning him heel. Think about. I mean, for, for Plus, Seth about, Rollins was already a heel too. Those guys were never really heels either. Roman was a heel. Besides, with the, shield. besides in the Shield, but once after the Shield, he was never heel. Okay, but my my point is, like, I don't see them turning him here, especially with Becky being a face. I don't think they're going to do that in case they want to um, piggyback well, that's, off their, their that's relationship. That's too, more. when you're married to someone and they turn heel. It's like, well, what's it like at home? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's the world. <laughs> you don't have to have them on TV together. Like, people know what wrestling is. Like, outside of work, they're still, they know they're still together. You know what I mean? It's, it's just right. Like, it's, it's different perspectives. It's different perspectives. But we, we, we even use, you can even use him as a heel against Becky. Becky's over. Like, you could have him say shit to her. Like, when people are like, yo, like. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'd get him hated more than he already is. Yeah. Like, that, you, could, you, you could use that. You could be like, you know, you could, you could have him say some, like, I don't know, just. Think some of some heel stuff to say, you know, against her. And she could it, be it's like, a dead horse, though. Like, I'm, I'm going with Kyron. They're not going to turn him heel. I don't see him losing the title, even though I gave we all gave options for why Bray could win, why he should win. We're just stuck with it, what it is. Um, let's talk Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury real quick. I could not give a shit about this match. I really don't want to see this out of the two with like a, a superstar coming in from somewhere else. Uh, in this match, I will call this prediction. I'm going to go first, and I'm saying that a tag team or two heels are going to interfere in this, and we're going to get the, they do the double knockout, and then they're going to do the classic pose together, like, we're friends. Ha, nobody lost. Braun's still strong, and Tyson's still my man, and these two are the goofs. And that's my prediction for what's going to end it and how it's going to happen. Josh, what do you got for this one? Bro, I think that's better than what I had, because I really don't know what to expect. Um, I think it's a hell of an attraction, but I honestly God, I'll pass off because I don't know what to expect. I can see it going either way, right? You want Tyson, um, because he's the big superstar, find a way to get him over like Floyd did or whoever. Um, and you also got Braun, you're trying to rebuild, I guess. I don't know. I honestly God, don't know what to expect. There's a part of me that leans towards Tyson Fury winning somehow, um, because if you listen to Triple H and Tyson on the Ariel Hawani MMA Hour, I think it was from last week, he was talking about the transition like a guy like Floyd made, and Floyd been a fan, and Floyd actually apparently begged to lose the big show multiple times, and Triple H is like, we aren't doing this, get it out of your mind, it's off the table, and they finally talked him in and got the match works where he was winning at the big show, which I think kind of, in a way, to me, tipped their hand that Tyson's going to win somehow. Because they're not going to pay him all this money to fly over and lose his only match. How I don't know though. And most of that's their agents and stuff too, saying like, "No, he can't lose this. He's well, not." Well, Tyson, if you heard Tyson, and he even says Tyson Fury's manager didn't know until they announced it on uh, on Raw that night that he was doing this. He flipped the fuck out. His manager and all of them didn't know. Yeah, they always manager doesn't know what it what is. Because Tyson kept it under wraps. He thought he was just showing up to do like a special, like you know, be there on camera or something. And then when he got physical and did that stuff, then that's when they found out. And um, they talk about it. Go to the Ariel Hawani uh, interview. They don't, in, in the studio for like 10 minutes. 
good stuff. Really good stuff. They explain all of it. He probably didn't tell him because they they managed like, to talk you out of shit like that. You know what I mean? Like they try to talk you out. And he already probably had his mind convinced like I'm doing it either way. So like, Malik, who you got winning this one, man? Uh, definitely Tyson Fury. He's undefeated. He's the best boxer in the world besides Deontay Wilder. So I mean, oh, we'll have to talk off air a little boxing about that. That's the, I'm, I'm talking like they're, 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 they're the two they're the two biggest boxers in the world, like undefeated in the heavyweight division. So well. Don't you think Fury might have won that first bout that they had? With Wilder? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was tough, man. Yeah, It was close. Close. It was close. But, I mean, I, I would say Fury, because, only because, like, you just, you don't, the guests really don't lose. You know what I'm saying? Same with Mayweather and Big Show. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, you know, do their thing. So, I mean, I don't know what to really expect. I don't know if he's going to knock him out. I don't know if he's going to body slam. But I, I would say Tyson Fury wins. All right. Kyron? <laughs> oh man, I have so much to say, but at the same time, I just don't get care at all. But oh, where did I begin? I look when I look at like all right, Big Show and Mayweather, friends, because you guys brought that up, which I think is the best celebrity match in WrestleMania history. Um, I said in my review of WrestleMania 24 that um you had to put someone with the right person. Like let's say Floyd had gone against someone who might not have really known what to do. When you had, if you watched the match, you know, Big Show, you know, standing on Floyd and things like that, if anyone knew how to handle that switch, it was the Big Show. Um, but can Strong really handle this type of situation where he's going against someone who's not a wrestler? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. But, I mean, you're not going to, like 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 Malik said, you're not going to pay him all this money to come out there and lose. So, and because the celebrities never lose. Just like, like, has a celebrity ever really lost one of these type of matches? Um not not at a big pay-per-view, I don't think. I can't think of anybody off the top. Anybody? No. But it depends. I mean, I heard that from what I heard. I mean, I could be wrong, but I heard that, you know, he signed the contract with them. So, like, he, he's planning on doing more stuff with them in the future. Like, yeah. after, after his next fight, like, he's got a fight coming up after this. But, like, he said he wants to do more stuff. Like, he signed the contract with them. So, he wants to do, like, more stuff with them in the future. So, mm. and then he has a fight. Goddamn. He has a fight, like, in January, if I'm not mistaken. Like, why risk that when you can easily get injured? Because when when it comes to wrestling, you can easily get injured through a lot of things from you know, poor conditioning. Because you do, even though I mean boxing, you gotta be conditioned too. But wrestling has another type of conditioning you gotta be in, and things like that. That's a lot of risk here. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Fury because the celebrity really doesn't really lose these type of matches. Uh, not once again, I don't care, but I gotta watch this to see the type of disaster it's gonna be. Okay. Well, they said they said too, or what Tyson did in that interview that uh, this was perfect window if he was going to do anything because he's not in camp right now. He's not cleared to even be throwing punches and doing boxing workouts right now, and so it's the perfect timing. So even if he was to like say like get a minor injury, he has plenty of time before he even has to start like training camp or even start doing any sort of like boxing workout because he's not technically. Oh, you're freezing again, Josh. Good. I mean, yeah. I would, I I would say, I mean, I, I don't, I can't remember when his next. So they already announced he was gonna fight somebody, but I don't remember when it was. But I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see this match being like very like where Fury's gonna take a lot of bumps. It'll probably be you know a big stare down for a minute, you know, lock up, you know, Strowman throws him across the ring or something like that to show the strength, and you know, a couple punches here and there. But it won't be anything like anything special because they're both big as fuck. I mean, they're both big as fuck. So I mean. They're about the same size. Tyson Fury is a lot bigger than I thought he was. He's about the same size, bro. Not, not me. Obviously, Strowman's bigger with the muscle wise, but height wise. Height wise. Yeah. Derek, what do you think for this one, man? Oh. 
It's trash for one. <laughs> um, Oscar the Grouch over here with the picks. Uh, Tyson Fury is gonna win. Number two. Um, I can I kind of agree with you. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna end up becoming buddy buddy, which is they're gonna, three. They're gonna pull a move. fuck finish, and they're yeah. gonna have like three people come out and jump them, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, we're friends." Oh. ESPN, it's yeah. it's the moment that they want. You got to think of what's the camera shot that they get for this. It's it's a yawn fest. I don't really get they, the camera shot. Both of them were doing the Braun Strowman pose. Yeah, yeah, easily. Let's get to the main event of this one though. This is the one I kind of really want to get into for whatever the last few minutes of this. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for the WWE title. When in the hell has somebody from the outside of wrestling world came in? They're like, you know what? I'm going to get a title shot. My first match. But this one does have a great backstory. Malik knows uh, I am king. Why did Brock Lesnar lose his championship if he was so great at it? And I'm like, the man had diverticulitis, bro. You can't talk about that. I've always said that. But he's got that scar on his face from Kane. When Kane was whooping that ass, I can't front. And it makes things yeah, very, stuff. very interesting for uh, what they could do with this. I'm going to start off with Malik on this one. Yeah, I'm going to let Malik start. All right, first of all, I just wanna say, I'm a huge MMA fan. So, I mean, there's something I'm, like, I'm interested in because I, I fuck with Cain Velasquez. I, I watched the fight nine years ago when, when – because, you know, I followed Brock Lesnar's career. It's so like, oh, you know, I, I watched his fight and shit. So, I, I remember that beat done. He was beating that ass for real. Like, Cain Velasquez was a beast back then. So – I remember, like, I mean, obviously, we know, we didn't know he had never taken lightest then, but I mean, like, he beat his ass in the first round. They didn't get past the first round, so it was pretty serious. So, me being a huge MMA, MMA fan, it, it kind of streaks my interest. And I've seen, I've seen Kenny Velasquez's work on the Indies. Like, I've seen him work the, uh, in the shows, like in Mexico and stuff like that. So, I've seen a little bit of his stuff. Um, but I, I'm in Brock Definitely not in his first match. I'm just very interested to see how it, how it goes, like how how well is it gonna is it gonna work? You know, obviously he's gonna get tossed around, very very much. Um, I feel like I feel like this is gonna be a test for him. I feel like Brock Lesnar is probably honestly gonna test him in the ring. He's probably gonna Did, have him. you seen the clips of Kane wrestling? No. Yeah, I've seen I've seen clips of him wrestling. Yes. Josh, have you? Oh yeah, yeah, throwing hurricanranas and stuff in AAA. Yeah. Yeah, AAA, he wrestled under a mask. Kane can do some moves. I wonder if they're going to let him do that in this. But at the same token, I kind of want them to fight MMA style a little bit. What do you think of that, Malik? Is that – do you oh, get what I'm saying? Like, I want it to feel real. I don't want to see, like, those punches they were throwing on like SmackDown. That. I was like, mm-mm, none of that soft shit. You've already – I mean, I don't see highlights of a real fight. I would <clears> at some point in the match, he's getting suplexed multiple times. He's going to get thrown around. And I honestly, I honestly feel like Brock Lesnar, he's going to throw him around there just yeah, – just, just maybe see, like, this is really what you want to do. I'm saying, like, you really want to be in it. Because this is not MMA, bro. Like, this is this is WWE. And it was different, but, like, that ring hurts. And, and let me clarify what I was saying, too, with that. When I'm talking that MMA style, I'm talking about in the beginning of the match. Yeah. You kind of I mean, make I, it rough. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I, they could do something like that because I don't think he's wrestling with the mask in WWE. So you can have Kane come out with gloves and shit, too. Like, come out with gloves and have him, you know, have him throw stuff in the ring. They could throw real punches, too, where you make it real. Obviously, you don't knock somebody out but you know you can both guys can take a punch so you know what right I mean? so they got they got chin so make it make it feel real you know what i'm saying make it even maybe maybe even get lesnar a little blood you know what i'm saying maybe maybe because he got that scar right there so maybe, maybe oh there'll be some blood maybe get him a little blood underneath because brock lesnar got thick skin anyway man he bleeds easily it seems like so but i, I, I want to brock lesnar's gonna win though i probably, probably see something from mysterio too i'm sure mysterio will be there you know get involved and 
they'll get tossed around here and there. Maybe his son's in there too. So Brock will definitely uh Brock will definitely win. But my only hope for this though, only because I'm an MMA fan, I just hope they don't go out there and I hope it's not terrible. I, I just hope, if it's average, I'll be okay. But I just hope I just hope it's not terrible. I think they're all right. I just hope Kane's knee is okay because he's been wearing that brace too. Uh Kyron. Yeah, he got a bad knee, so what you got for this one? Honestly, for once, I don't really have a rant because I mean, it's no point. Like you, I'd rather be ranting, but I, I really can't right now. Um, I don't care. Then again, I never care about these shows. But I, I the segment on Tuesday when Brock threw Ray Mysterio at the wall was freaking hilarious. Um, and then F five. One thing they gotta make a match between him and his son, bro. I have to see that now. I want to see. You that don't. Match. You know damn well you don't want to see that. I want to see him and Dominic. They need to book that shit right now, bro. I want to see if, that match. All right. Okay. Tell Undertaker Jeff Hardy style story with it, where Dominic earns his respect by not giving up. I think that it it would be dope. But like I said, I don't have the trust. Like you said, go ahead, Kyron. I'm sorry. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it, man. I mean, everyone everyone finally wants to see Undertaker versus uh, Goldberg. You finally got it. You want to see you, you Malik, wanted to see DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Um, bro, I never wanted to see that, bro. And I you got it. I and like that. I always said, that match does not exist because it doesn't exist. But you wanted it. You got it. Um, so you want this under this Brock Lesnar Dominic match? Okay, wait till you get it. Uh, but but they, I mean, those two guys aren't old though. They're not old guys though. Yeah, I want to see what Dominic can do in the ring too. He's been training for years. Yeah, he's been taking some good bumps, too, so. All right, but I'm almost never wrong with this type of stuff. But, uh, what was I about to say? I I mean, I don't see what Kane even did to deserve a title shot, but then again, no one really earns title shots nowadays. But I was always saying Brock's going to win, but now I'm thinking, you know, did Kane really get paid all his money just to go there and lose? Well, he signed a contract with him, so he's like. He's on the contract now. It's not going to be his own contract. I know, but it's like. Did he really sign this type of money just to lose? But uh, I'm going to go to save off and say Lesnar. But you know it's going to be great seeing the internet break if Velasquez wins the title. Like, we all know Twitter is going to be on fire on Halloween. Be prepared right? for the rant if that happens. I promise. I promise. Right after the show, I'm going if he off. Does, if, he, if he does win, I'd be surprised because I just don't. When it comes to wrestling stuff, he's I don't see him out bidding Brock Lesnar when it comes to be like, hey, we're putting you over. Because if Brock if Brock really weren't, didn't want to put him over, I feel like he'd go to Vince and be like, I'm not putting this motherfucker over. See, you got me. I'm someone who doesn't really care about UFC. Like, UFC isn't nice. Like, something I really care that much about. Um... Like, oh, I don't believe you're saying. That's just not, that's something I'm not big on. Like, the only time I really cared about UFC was um when McGregor fought Mayweather, and that wasn't a UFC fight now, was it? No, it was um, boxing. I mean, it actually was pretty entertaining for what it was, though. Yeah. Uh, like, the only time I really watched UFC was when Ronda Rousey uh, got beat by Holly Holmes and, um, and I'm in this. But, I'm going with Lesnar, but it will be funny if Velasquez wins. And I don't even know if I'll be mad or not. Josh, what you got for me on this? Um, I'm with Malik, big MMA fan. Um, enjoyed it for basically since the Ultimate Fighter, that first season. Yeah, really got into it from there. Um, so what, like 15 years now? Been pretty diehard about it. Actually, shout out um, this weekend is Diaz versus Masvidal, which is going to be fucking awesome. Um, regardless, though, be Kane versus Brock here. It's a good story. You mentioned it's a good story because Kane legitimately took the world heavyweight title from him and the UFC beat his ass. Um, 
first guy to really stop Brock, too, inside the UFC, besides his debut in the company against Frank, and Frank had to catch him in a leg lock. Um, Kane, we talked about it, Kane, in the we've seen his highlights in AAA, doing the, the running um, Hurricane Rana's, you know, all the the high spots. So he looked good there, but we'll see how he looks inside a WWE-style match. I'm with you. I want to see more MMA stuff to start the match. Um, throw some real stuff. Like, feel each other out if you have to. Circle each other. I'm even okay, like you mentioned, with Kane coming out with gloves. Give it that real feel. I'm curious to see this. We haven't seen anybody really um, dump Brock, right, since maybe what Kurt Angle did it way back when. I think there's a potential here that a couple spots where you, we're talking about Brock German and um, and suplex and Kane around. I think there's because people who don't know Kane is a world class wrestler. That's his base. That's his background. Great ground and pound, but he sets it up with his wrestling. Um, it would not surprise me at all if we see him, maybe not a German, but like double legging, pick him up. Like the old Matt Hughes style, walk him across the ring and slam him. We haven't seen Brock have that happen to him a lot, right? That no, gives that real feel. It could set up a real, and I quote, air quotes, real set of like ground and pound to give it the real feel to it. Um, I think that's something to keep an eye out on too. That could be real fun and interesting because we just don't see Brock in that situation a lot. Normal if he's down, it's because he's hit from behind or whatever, Roman Spears and whatever. But like a legit, like double leg, pick him up, slam him to the ground, um, dump him on his head kind of deal, even though he won't be on his head. All that being said, I'm with them. I think Brock wins a setup because they'd make them one and one. That's what they'll hype it up. Set up a trilogy fight or match or whatever down the road. And uh, and I think that's where Kane will get him. But I think this could be fun. I think if you keep it like, man, I don't know the perfect time length. I'd say what, between eight and 10 minutes? Yeah. Eight, 10 minutes. It could be really, really fun, though. Yeah. It depends on what they're going to allow him to do. Derek, what do you think of uh, this one? Uh, okay. Um,. I would, I would, I agree. I definitely would like them to do a little bit of UFC in there, you know, just like, like you said, Josh, fill, fill each other out, um, have Kane come out with the gloves and stuff. Although I, I will say, um, I think it's fucked up. What? That Kane is getting a shot. I, I, it's, it's, it's fucked up. I mean, the man, Brock Lesnar just beat his ass with a trash can and threw Rey Mysterio. I mean, if storyline-wise, I get what they're trying to do with it. Yeah, but how do you was, know that, that was mad funny, though. You, I mean, when I saw the way Ray flew against that wall, I was... And the, way, and the way he was screaming afterwards, too. Oh, man. Ray Mysterio has the best screams in a heel turns in pro wrestling. Dave Batista is one of my favorite turns where he's grabbing him, and everyone's like, this is so cheesy. But he's like, Dave, what are you doing? You're hurting me. And I'm like, what do you mean? What is he doing? He's about to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, I remember Batista said, I'm going to rip your head off. Ray looked at him like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, man. Ray Mysterio is probably the most. So who you got for this one? Um, oh, well. I think I'm going to roll with Josh on this. I think it's going to fall into like a trilogy. Um, I think Brock will end up winning the whole series. But Does I, he win this match? Does he win this match? Yes, if he wins the series. wins this match. Second match, I say Kane wins, but it's a it's an off match. It's not a title match. It's or not anything. a title match. I, I, I can stick with that, maybe. Um, I Oh, Conrad, I just thought of a great idea. What? All right, they they had this match right on Thursday. Then let's say maybe WrestleMania or something. He had the, the rubber match, but it's a lion's den match, and they bring that back for these two. 
There you go, trying to be creative again. You know this company doesn't do that. That would so, be nice, though. That would be nice. They're not. Lions Den match at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, I can, I can hear the reviews now for that Monday night <laughs> when they announce it. Listen, that, that would be dope. They they bring in the Lions then that'll be Steve Blackman is the guest enforcer too. Come on, dude, <laughs> he had Ken Shamrock. Yeah, I had Ken Shamrock there too. Dude, that that would be dope. That that'll be the time where Kane be like, "Listen, bitch, I'm fucking you up right now." Ken Shamrock <laughs> better worry about those uh, matches with Moose and Impact because that was kind of boo boo a little bit when I watched that show. You know, I don't talk. watch Impact though. So Speaking of which, Conrad, we're talking about like other people just joking around, but they've already showed uh, Shelton Benjamin get involved. Do you see him at this show being involved in Brock's corner to help out? I think Shelton would be a good person to kind of uh, cheerlead. For him, if you know what I mean, like he'll he'll take on the match before Brock does. Like I'm Brock's right hand man, and you know people could be like, you know he's playing you right. No, Brock would never do that to me, and then that could lead to an eventual turn on a SmackDown or a smaller pay per view. Shelton versus Brock, I think they put on a hell of a match. Well, I think if you parent, if if you do it right, which we keep in mind who we're talking about, but if you do right. This is an easy way to get Shelton instantly back in the spot. Like, just pairing for a couple months with Brock, feed off the real, like, friendship and stuff, and portray Shelton as the badass he really is, feed off that, and Shelton can instantly be put back in the main event spot. Like, you know, he's in that conversation, right? Yeah, I, I would say he is. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, this show is taking place uh, on the 31st. I want to say it's taking place at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm not quite sure of that. You'll have to uh, check it out. Yeah, because it's on Saudi time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I thought it was 12. Is it 12? Hold Uh, on. Somebody, somebody, we got to go to the Google. It's around around that time. It's it's around that time. Um, This show, like I said, it doesn't look like it's anything that's – Perfect for oh, this is what WWE is. Don't show someone that if that's what you think it's gonna be. The main show starts at one and the pre shows at twelve. Yeah, so at one, folks. Uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. We're gonna switch gears now. I know people are used to getting all the ads and everything else in here. We're not doing that this week. We have an important subject to talk about, and Josh brought this up, and I thought it was a very, very good talking point for us to uh, get into. And, wow, this dude has tweeted a lot since I last looked at this. I just refreshed uh, Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH's page. And, ah, man, this, this caused a lot of controversy in the Everything Pro Wrestling Facebook group, Twitter, everywhere. And... Um, I guess I guess we start with the backstory for it. Jordan Miles was uh, he's in NXT. He's the guy who won the breakout tournament. Uh, ACH, if you guys haven't seen him, he had a shirt design come out, and it's a black T-shirt. It's got some red lips. That's what it looks like on the background, and in white lettering, it says Jordan Miles. A lot of people aren't aware that this is something that is potentially offensive to many people. It's a tech. It's it's a symbol for blackface, technically, for what they put up. And number one, it's a shitty design. It is a shitty design. No one's gonna wear a shirt that looks like that. Yeah. And you see him go back and forth with people. Uh, he posted that uh, he said they'll regret making this hashtag for the culture. 
Then he started saying, uh, I will keep posting this till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for anything I say or do. Represent representation is important. If this is at Vince McMahon and at Triple H's vision of me, then this is a slap in the face of every African-American performer, fan, and supporter. And he kind of went on to answer some fans when they asked about this stuff. Late last night, WWE releases a statement saying that we work with all of our talent when it comes to shirt designs. And Mr. I don't know if they called him Miles. I think they used his real name, Albert um, ACH, whatever it is. I think it's Albert Harris or something like that. They said that he signed off on this design. I was refreshing Twitter last night. Like, is he still up? Is he going to respond to this? He didn't say anything. This morning, though, once he got to uh, get to the response, he let him have it. He said, yeah. He said, yeah, I did sign off on this, but that was in hopes that I also suggested a new shirt be shown. And when I was showed it, it was on a different color background. So you wouldn't be able to recognize it right away, right? After that, they get into it on Twitter like, well, you didn't know this, this, this was happening. Come on, dude, you're better than that. He then calls out somebody named Baker Landon. He went heel real quick from WWE Corporate, and he released an email that he sent out. It says, hey, Albert, Triple H attended a meeting and had a revision for your logo, but loved it for your character. He wanted the letter to be more, quote, teethy, and what I have attached is what he liked. Uh, also have basic T-shirts on there where he approved as well. Road Dog preferred the gray, but let us know what you think. Supposedly, this was a Rolling Stones design, and I'm going to also include the other parts of this story, though. Uh, Jordan Miles also went on to Twitter and released a video saying WWE does not care about black people today. He also went on and had some pretty derogatory things to say about Ring of Honor and Jay Lethal at the same time, questioning why certain people weren't pushed, why Jay Lethal did get the push, and interesting just an interesting perspective uh on things and he's been tweeting ever since then we're seeing a lot of different things he asked for some people's favorite african-american wrestlers or favorite uh black wrestlers i see he put up something for kofi kingston says legend martin luther kingston (laughs) he's he's putting stuff in some fans said maybe you should learn how to cut promos and he showed promos of when he was on the indies i don't know what to make of this but i kind of wanted to at least uh hear what you guys thought about this um, does anybody want to start it off? Kyron, go ahead. I'll be honest, I can't say I was quote unquote offended by the design. I was a kind of upset, like, why would you even do that? Because the minute, like, I'd explained to Malik why everyone was upset about it because he wasn't, didn't know why black people were upset about it. Um, and I had explained to him, you know, because it looks like blackface. Um, and I, and I, I do think, like, if they had just had the design had been, let's say the shirt had the background been white or gray, or I think no one would have really had a problem with it. But, like, when I saw the color design, I admit the first thing I did think was blackface. I'm not going to lie. Um, now, with him going off on Twitter, I respect him for standing his ground. I, I, can't, I can't say I don't respect that. Because um, I do. I, I like, I appreciate that. But um, he did, do I think he did go a little too far? Well, I can't say yes and no because I can never tell someone when it's going too far with standing up for what you believe in. I can't do that. But I can say this. He won't, especially once he put that, whole, that tweet about Hulk Hogan out, I can tell you he's not going to be working for the company very long. And with what he said about Ring of Honor, I don't know 
like especially with AEW as well, because you never know. I don't know what work he's gonna really get now, now, because he might just I don't want to say blacklisted because you know the subject matter, but he probably kind of burns bridges with everyone else. Like, I, I mean, I would rather have it be an open discussion about. It. I mean, we can keep it one hundred percent about this uh, for the most part. I mean, Josh, yeah. you 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 brought it up. I mean, what do you think of this situation? Um. Well, I brought it up to you because I thought it was a perfect time to um, create a forum, right? Um, because it is an issue, not just in wrestling, but just in life. Um, a lot of issues, right? And a lot that you guys, for perspective, obviously, I'm a white guy. You guys are all at least have black, right? Or if not fully, or like Conrad, Mix, right? Um, so you guys see the world in a different way than maybe... I see things or have problems that I don't understand. And I think that's an issue that I'd like to, I brought to you that just create an open forum to speak on. Um, as far as this, for one, like I was trying to tell people in the Facebook group, it was just a shitty design. Even if it wasn't um, offensive, it was just a terrible, cheap ass design. Yes, um, yes. First and foremost, it was awful. That would, that's enough to offend anybody just by how cheap it was. Secondly, it was, it was terribly offensive, right? I completely understand where he's coming from. And I even to the point I want, I sat back and watched these comments go back and forth and some of them. And I even put one comment on, I was like, it disappointed me a lot of people in that group um, because it brought out a lot of anger in people that I didn't expect to see and like hate from all sides. I'm like, Ugh. but I thought it was best to like create an open forum because there, like I said, there are issues that um. That need to be addressed. And for him, I, I'm glad he's standing up for what he believes in. Did he go maybe like a little too far on Twitter? I mean, I don't know. It's not for me to say. Right? I, I'm, not gonna, saying... I, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm going to uncover what he said about Jay Lethal. He called Jay Lethal an Uncle Tom, and I think See, that, that was going too far. See, that was my only gripe because, again, I can't I can't tell somebody else to how they should feel, act, or whatever because I'm not in that situation. The only thing I did have a gripe with was why bring Jay Lethal into it? He didn't do like he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have to bring Jay into it and call him what he did. But as far as everything else, I thought this was a perfect time to create an open forum to like express stuff, right? So we could all learn and be better from it. And and I'm looking at this. Titus O'Neill said something that I thought was the best thing. And yeah. I you guys probably I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I've hung out with Jay Lethal a couple times at one of my previous jobs. I'm not gonna bring up what it was, but I've helped Jay Lethal out a bunch of times. Jay Lethal has been nothing but nice to me, and I go by how people have treated me when I've met them. I've met Shelton Benjamin and he ignored me. It, it's whatever. I mean, I'm I i do not hate the guy for it. He was probably having a bad day and he didn't want to talk. Fine, that's cool. But when you meet these people, I just find it hard that you brought someone else into this that had nothing to do with it. And Titus O'Neil said it best, I think. He said, I'm in 100% agreement that the shirt is very distasteful. That being said, bringing others into this to vent your frustrations or issues that have nothing to do with the WWE or the shirt is very distasteful. If it's for the culture, don't attack those in it. And he yes. put up the fist as well. And I thought that was very well said by Titus O'Neil. Yeah, um, and as someone who, especially in my count on my campus, because of the groups I'm in, I am someone who's you know against racism. Obviously, I I don't particularly like using the word Uncle Tom or the actual the word people really want to coon, um, because that's really what it is. I've used that word one time, uh, in, in describing someone. That's because I was really angry about what was said, and I don't really want to bring it up because it's not really wrestling related. Um, but that's the only time I've ever really used that word. 
Um, so I agree with Tyson O'Neill. Basically, like venting your frustration is great for the culture. I, I'm all for that. But you brought Jay Lethal in here when he had nothing to do with the situation. That's where I was a little frustrated. Like, even if you really wanted to tweet, if you honestly in your heart felt like with the Hulk Hogan thing, you tweeted that. Okay, that's that's up to you. Um, some wrestlers had different thoughts on it. Some black wrestlers had different thoughts on the Hulk Hogan situation. I'm not saying they're right or wrong in it. If that's how you believe, if that's how you honestly felt, then fine, whatever. But where I had a problem with it was, like you said, attacking Jay Lethal when that was not necessary. Like he, if like like Tyson O'Neill said, if you want to support the culture, don't go after people in it. I agree. Um, Malik, you want to get on this next? I'll let, are you gonna let Derek go first? Go ahead, Derek. Be interesting perspective because you said you found out about this kind of last night. Someone showed you a screenshot while you were out, right? Yeah. Um, I guess at initial sighting, you know, looking at it, I I was kind of just like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, you know, it, like I, Robert showed me the shirt, and I'm like, "This that that's a weird ass fucking t-shirt." Like, and then when I actually looked at, it, I'm like. Wait a minute, is that supposed to be blackface? So I'm like, uh, okay, uh, that that's really fucked up, because then because you you had the you had the red mouth, you had the black shirt, then the red mouth, and then the the uh, the white teeth, or well, you know his name as the teeth, and then I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. So, you know, for me, out of all my years, knock on wood, I've you know except for being in in the hospital. You know, with um, some patients that had, you know, have dementia and shit like that, I've never really come across anybody who's really called me the N word or anything like that. You know, I've I've never dealt with anybody like that. I, I I've probably come across people like that, but they haven't shown that kind of animosity. Um, but then in in the same token of breath, I hate when black people call white people, you know, you know the W word. You know, I mm-hmm. I it's like. Okay, well then you can't be upset if they throw it right back at you. Like right now we're at that point in time, like, yo, grow the fuck up. It takes too much fucking energy for you to be that kind of a person. Like you hate people that much, then it's it's been shown on HGTV. Get the fuck out of Dodge and go off the grid. If you don't like people like that, get the fuck off the grid. You bring up some good points, but I will say this. That anger is very different when you're trying to be in a a political world. And I didn't know if I wanted to do this, but I'll kind of open up my personal life into this as well. Uh, I've experienced both sides because some people don't know how to take me. Uh, I grew up, obviously, suburbs. I went to a Catholic school as a young person. And um, we speak proper. And I'm Derek, you know, you, you went to most of the same schools as me. What's the one thing people always say about us when they meet us? Oh, I'm surprised you guys talk like that. Right, yeah. You guys talk very proper. And if you get the proper, that's the professional way of saying it. But usually people say, you guys talk, put a color in there. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I usually say, well, how am I supposed to talk? What are you assuming about me? And it, it's just offensive little things like that. And when it comes to my personal life, um, I, I work very hard. I went to school. I've established grades, whatever. And I'm a very determined person. And no matter what happens in the world, I always try to figure out if you tell me how to get to whatever level I want to get at, if I want to be a CEO, if I want to be human resource specialist, whatever it is, 
I will obtain that. You just tell me how to get there. And I've been in previous job positions to where I've asked, how do I get there? And you win awards. I've won uh, supervisor of the year for my last company. I won all these awards, but I never got promoted to that next level. And when I would ask why there was never an answer, I never called in nothing. And then in the back of your mind, when you're not getting answers, you start to wonder, is it because of who I am? Is that what you don't like? Or what's the problem here? I'm like the perfect, I do everything you've ever said you wanted out of somebody and you never really have that answer for me. And you start to wonder and these things creep in your head and you become angry. I've come home angry and I just vent about this stuff. Sometimes I'm like, why don't they want me? Why am I not good enough? Someone tell me something. I'm asking and asking. You get tired of asking. And even at the point to where I'm at now, I'm in a new job, new position. And I feel like I'm kind of coasting right now because I'm so tired of fighting that fight. And you get sick of it. And um, ACH probably ended up releasing that anger. I'm sorry, Jordan Miles. I don't know what you want me to call him, but he ended up releasing that anger in the wrong way. And I think that's exactly what happened with the uh, MVP situation. Or not MVP, excuse me, uh, Jay Lethal. MVP was on there as well, he said, to uh, call him. Because uh, MVP probably had something he wanted to say about it. And uh, I we look at things, too, like Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title at WrestleMania was a beautiful moment for me. Like, I, I honestly I felt goosebumps. I, yeah. I honestly cried. I'm not joking. I cried when he won the title. I really did. You guys are looking right now. I swear to you, goosebumps on my arm just thinking about Kofi Kingston winning that title. And I get it. Wrestling's a work. But it meant a lot to little kids and people. I remember when Ron Simmons beat Vader. Josh is old school like me. Yeah. You remember that? I'll never forget that power slam yeah. off the top rope and those kids in the front row jumping up and down like, yes, Ron Simmons did it. None of that shit should ever make people feel like they're inadequate. They don't matter. No matter these the stupid pride, I don't know what it's called, that people have for whatever's going on in the world. Um, I'm well, going to pass it to someone. Well, well I mean, my, my thing is, okay, yeah. Whether the fact that he signed off on it or not, common sense, where the fuck was the common sense? Like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he signed off on this shit, but this shit looks kind of fucked up. Or someone in, in there should have been like, oh, time out. I know he signed off on this, but and, and let's and let's look at the past, let's look at the past history of other things too. We had the Sin Cara penis shirt. I yeah. know you guys remember that. What was that? The, the old Attitude Era shirts that say like cock locked and ready to unload. Who yep. put this on a shirt and thought this was a good idea, bro? This is bad. And WWE's not off the hook with this either. That racism bullshit. We've heard Alberto Del Rio. Why did he get fired one time? He slapped someone across the face backstage because they said something racist. And when he had him pinned up against the wall, he said, you say it again and I'm going to put hands on you. And the What's, guy uh, said it right to his face and smiled. You, you hear um, back in the day, you remember... Uh... The Freebird, Michael Hayes, got in trouble. And they didn't get fired up, but he got in trouble because he called Mark Henry, you know, mm -hmm. that word. Um, so there's plenty of examples. Conrad, real quick, I want to give a, a mic, I guess, testimony. Whatever. You're talking about you've seen both sides of the coin as far as the way racism works. Um, I have a really good friend of mine for years now. I came from Kenya, um, and, I mean, he looks the part, right? He's a cool dude. Um, but over there, they're taught English, like you mentioned quote unquote the the proper English way. So he doesn't speak in a lot of slang. He doesn't speak in um even like we speak over here, right? Um so I've been out with him and he's around other um people of color. 
and they look down on him. They're like, they've called literally right in front of me. They've called him. Um, they're like, you ain't no real insert word because he doesn't dress the part. He doesn't speak like them, all that. So I've seen it actually him get it from that. And I've also been out with him going to lunch and stuff and people who just, when I'm by myself would like speak to me, Hey, what's up, whatever. When I'm with him, we're at a subway. I'll still never forget. We went to lunch. We worked together. We went to a subway to go get food. The exact same people like basically shunned me. I'm like, what the, what the fuck's your problem? Right. And it's come to find out it's because he was with me and he was my friend. Um, and I've seen that many examples, um, growing up in this area, even like, you know, a lot of people who are fucking pigs, right? Like racist pieces of shit. Um, and, and that's why I've always wanted to get the other side of stuff because there's a lot of stuff that I've seen, but I've never went through right personally myself. Um, but that one example, I thought I'd bring that up because Shout out to my friend George, dude. He's a good dude straight from Kenya. But I've actually, you mentioned that kind of uh, both sides of the coin. I actually with him in both sides. Malik, I want to get some of your Is it my turn now? Yeah, you haven't said anything, bro. What? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the world that we live in is a fucked up place. It always has been. You know what I mean, the world has always been a fucked up place. And it's always going to be a fucked up place no matter what. And you always going to have people out there like that no matter what people say or what movement you try to create, you're always going to have racist people out there because that's how the world is, no matter what anybody says. Of course, it's gotten better over time, over years, but you still got people like that because maybe that's how some people are raised, to be honest. Some people are raised like that, you know what I mean? So, like, when you're raised like that, it's an invasion in your brain. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know any better when you're a kid. So, when motherfuckers tell you you can't hang out with that person or you can't go around that person, well, they don't know what's right from wrong, so they just follow whatever they got to go through, you know what I mean? Because they're older. So, I remember... I push wheelchairs at the airport, so I meet a lot of people. And I was pushing a dude once, and his he was white, his wife was black, and I, we were just you know having conversation and shit. And we we got into a deep conversation. He was telling me like you know where he grew up at, everybody was racist, including his parents. And his parents used to beat him because he used to hang out with black people, and they used to beat him and stuff. And when he got married to a black chick, his parents like disowned him, and he never they died and shit. He never spoke a word to him again once after after uh, he married his wife and stuff, and they had kids and everything. And he said he didn't see, he hadn't. The last time he saw his parents, he was 18, and they died. Like, you know, he said he don't know what happened to him. Like, he doesn't know what happened. But, like, he saw the world differently. And where he grew up at, you know, people just didn't, you know, if you're white, you, you couldn't hang out with black people. It's just how it was back then. You know what I mean? Because he was, he was like an old man. I'm saying he was, like, in his 70s and stuff. So where he was from. But <laughs> the T-shirt design, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really peep it at first. Like I said, I had to, I had to ask the group chat uh, what was everybody upset about because I didn't, I didn't see it at first. You know what I mean? So I, I was, I was kind of confused on what the design was about and everything. Until he said blackface, and then I looked, then I looked him up because I really didn't even know who that was. To be honest, I looked him up, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, I kind of see what everybody's talking about. You know what I mean, so now I understand. But um, I, I, I always, you know, you can't, you can't get mad at an African American person trying to stick up for his rights or anybody like that because when you, when you black, you live in a different world than everybody else. You know what I'm saying, if you, if you, honestly, if you any other race than white, you live in a different world than everybody else. You know what I mean? Because that's just that's just how the world is. If you Mexican, Chinese. Whatever you I, I think everybody lives in a different world, though. It's kind of crazy. I mean, we could all sit here and just talk about it, but everybody's life in here is different, whether you come from a, a single-parent home, right. uh, you come from the South, the West, the East, the North, Canada, Mexico, the U.S. It doesn't matter. Everybody lives something different. Like, my parents are opposite on everything. I don't even know how these two were ever together at one point. My right. dad's a Republican, 100% Republican, but he's always taught me 
he obviously he likes black women. He's always taught me, oh, you can't treat anybody like that. Everybody should be treated the same. They deserve to be treated the same. But he doesn't like whines, whining excuses when you don't get something. He's like, go out there and go get it. My mom, on the other hand, is she comes from a school background. She believes in hitting the books hard and everything else. And my mom's the African-American. It's so different when people come to my house and they're like, well, what are your political views? And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of in the middle. And they're like, what? And I'm like, each situation is different. And I think of things differently. And that's just political views on things. Um, you, you just don't know how people feel. People experience different things, whether it's through deaths, everything else. And when it comes to this situation involving um, Jordan Miles, ACH, it's, it's sad to see, man, that nobody had the foresight in WWE to think that maybe this is a bad design. And I want to bring up something else, too, that's kind of weird. WWE, I've been bitching about this, I would say, for the last two or three years. Can we care about our talent and what they feel? Like, I really feel that's part of the reason why everybody's unhappy in that company. I know everybody thought, oh, we got the Fox deal. This is going to change things. Ain't shit changed. Like, it's the same people in the same spots. You just shuffled around people, and it's the same old stuff. Same old story. Bruce Prichard, Vince is at top. Vince makes the final decisions. And Vince probably eats a lot of this stuff, but this is showing me it's time for Vince to start hanging up the boots and letting other people take over certain departments of the company. I get you want final say, but you don't need to be involved in everything because now you're going to eat this stuff. And I think that's why he started hiring people like Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pritchard, so that they could be the fall guys now for these spots. I think they're set up to fail in these positions, and they really need to do something about that. How hard would it have been to say, hey, uh, Jordan Miles, come into my office real quick. I came up with this design. What do you think of it? Oh, I'm not really feeling that, man. That's not really me. I think we could do something better than that. What ideas do you have? And maybe he would have came out with, hey, why don't we do something? He's a Dragon Ball Z fan. Why can't you come up with a Dragon Ball Z shirt? Wrestling fans are into a lot of the same things. That's probably what his fan base is into. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> lie. So why not talk to him and get those kind of vibes from it? Am I am I crazy in my thinking on this? Or No. Phase two is that he lets a lot of wrestlers get away with a lot of shit, too. We've talked about this on my channel before. Like, the reason that it's so bad because, you know, he was letting guys like Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan and, you know, Triple H, all those guys get away with shit that they they really shouldn't have got away with. But, you know, because they're drawing all that money and they're making him a lot of money and all that stuff, he's just like, you know what, I'll, I'll deal with it or whatever, something like that. And that's not a way you should want to run a company either, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, People, people, we all have feelings, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all human. We all go through emotions. We all cry. We all laugh. We all, we all, you know, we all have emotions in our bodies. It's just, that's how humans are built. So, you know, when, when you, brought, you know, you brought up the, our brother the real situation, you know what I'm saying? When somebody said something racist to him because he's Mexican or something like that, like, how is, how you expect somebody to react in a situation? You know what I mean? Like, you expect him to act professional when somebody is literally right to his face, like, saying all types of Nogatory words and all stuff like that's just that's not cool. You know what I mean? So like, obviously he got fired for it, but that that's not like he didn't do anything wrong in, in that situation. I mean, he was sticking up for himself and for his people. It's it's an era thing too. A lot of people are just different. Um, some people are just real old school in their thinking and stuff. Like honestly, you guys know Alberto Del Rio is probably from the time in wrestling when if you had a problem with somebody, you guys went out back, and once yeah. you go back through these doors, it's over. Right. So let it out. And they would punch each other in the face, and then they're like, all right, we're cool, man. It's all good. And Del Rio wasn't playing that stuff that day. Um, 
like I said, different generations just think different things. It's hard for my dad to understand technology. He's like, why are you always in your phone? But then I look at him struggle to do things like trying to figure out what time the baseball game starts for the World Series. And I'm like, bro, just get a phone, press a button and ask it. You would know it already. He's looking through the guide. And I'm like, no one does that anymore, dad. Uh, Conrad, while we're on this subject, one thing I was wanting to kind of uh, throw out there and ask, too, because I've seen it uh, uh, lobbied around a lot on Twitter, too. So looking back at like the history of wrestling to keep it on topic, too, with everything. Not just like what you'd call like racist gimmicks. Let's list or think about some of the times like stereotypical or stereotyped gimmicks throughout the history of wrestling. And the reason I say not just racist, because you think of like, um, we'll use example for like, just because a guy's from the South, what instantly did Vince always try to make him do back in the day? Oh, you're from the South. Let's make you like an inbred hick, right? Or think of like, again, like racist. What type of gimmicks do you think of that are like, God dang, man, I can't believe that happened. Uh, crime time instantly. I would say crime time. And, it's, and the funny thing about crime time is when I was actually little, I actually liked crime time. That's, yes, crime time was funny to me when I was little. You know I like yeah. it. But... We used to do the handshake and we used to do the um chant and all that. But I mean, you could you could use you could use the Triple H and Booker T things for example. You know that whole right. storyline story we can get into yeah. about that. But I tell you something that was kind of on the fence, but it wasn't taken as serious as crime time, so that's why it doesn't really anger people as much. I mean, let's be honest, the stuff Los Guerreros was doing, even though it was playful and funny, that was kind of stereotypical in a way when Eddie and Chavo used to steal stuff from people. That was kind of stereotypical. Granted, we liked that stuff because it looked playful and it was funny and it wasn't taken seriously, lighthearted. But then you had um, um, Psychosis Super Crazy coming out on lawnmowers. Once again, stuff that can be seen stereotypical, but wasn't taken seriously. All right. One of the more iconic ones from back in the day that I haven't seen uh, talked about on Twitter a lot, but you think about Virgil, the million dollar man. He I was a servant, right? Version. Yeah, I just watched the video yeah. on Virgil. That's, that's one. But back then, though, like back then, did people really think about that. Like people just looked at Virgil was like he kind of his manager, I guess you could say, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never thought about that as a kid, that Virgil was uh, a manslave, basically, for the Million Dollar Man. But they, they did messed up storylines even. I don't know if you guys remember this. Josh might. Do you remember when they had Hercules Hernandez with Bobby Heenan, and they did that same thing? The, he had the chains on him, and then he said, oh, Bobby the Brain Heenan and the Million Dollar Man made a deal, and they said, pleasure doing business. He hands him the briefcase. He's like, what did you do? He's like, I bought my own slave, and it was Hercules yep. Hernandez. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And Hercules wasn't going forward, and it was a storyline to set up stuff, but why? Why was that necessary? Wrestling has been built off of cheap heat, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't gotta... forget, they, there have been times they tried to, uh, and I can't really come with a better term, but Change wrestling for uh nationality. Remember they had Chavo Girl come out as Karen White, or when they um had they turned one man gang into a King African Dream, like yep. yeah, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. we, I remember when Vince Man dropped the N word on TV too. When he when he said the N word on TV, and he did it so pronounced too. He didn't even do it subtle. He like, but back then like, though, like back then though, it was kind of like. It was kind of funny in a way back then. Come back to you, like, did Vince say the N word? Like, what? But now, but like, in today's world, you'd be like, yo. Yeah, it was that whole problem. And I, then someone did bring that up, like, when the Hulk Hogan first, when the Hulk Hogan stuff first happened, someone brought that up. I think WWE's response was it was done in a comedic, comedic way, which it was, which is why I really wasn't that angry. I wasn't really angry when I was six back then. But even looking at it now as a 19 year old, I'm not really angry about Vince saying the N word. Grant, I'd rather not. Because it was done in a comedic way, 
But that would not fly in today's time. That's because he said it right in front of Booker T and Charmel, which made it eh, a little worse. So right. I think they were I think they were playing off the YouTube popularity too of Booker T saying that because a lot of people never saw that clip before. Until yeah, until yeah, I knew about it before that, but then when people started putting it up, you know, every botchamania had to have that in there. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, you got to think the world, the world evolved. Though. Like, I mean, like, the world is different than it was ten years ago, back in two thousand nine. You know, there were there were certain stuff in wrestling you could do. I feel like today that would be cool back then. You know, I mean, like, if, oh, that's if cool. you heard what Greg the Hammer Valentine used to say to people like Junkyard Dog when they would be at like house shows. You would yeah. never believe it. And I don't think Greg the Hammer Valentine's like that. I've met the guy before. He seemed like a very nice person. And I don't think they mean any harm. They're just doing their job to get heat. The problem mm-hmm. is, can't you do something else? Can it be right. better? Yeah, it's kind of cheap. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> even though it worked. Like, for example, you, Conrad, you brought up earlier when um, Ron Simmons won the title from Vader. Leading up to the story, the match, remember, um, Harley Race told... Um, Told told Ron, you know, I had a boy like you carry my bags back in the day. Like, yeah, it worked, but it was cheap. Hey, another one. You remember? You remember when they used to call Marconi the Silverback, and they stopped that like quick. They they stopped yeah. that real quick. Yeah, well, even, and, you, and you, you know what? Real quick though, speaking of that, you had, and you gotta remember they used to work with people like Ole Anderson. Ole Anderson has been known. Teddy Long told some really bad stories about him, but. Yeah. I will say this, Ron Simmons says that it's also a blessing to be black in the wrestling industry because there's always a role for you. There's always something to do. Uh, he basically compared it to black wrestler comes in. Well, we know what couple gimmicks we have for you already. White wrestler comes in. Uh, well, we already got an Irish guy. What can we do to come up with you? It's, it's tough right. sometimes. He's saying that he, he preferred it. I mean, I don't know if that's the right thing to say. And maybe wrestling does need to evolve to that point. But the racist comments used to elicit a reaction. That's what they wanted. They wanted that arena rowdy. Jim Cornette one time said he used the N-word to get a black fan mad. And he he said it worked. He was like, I wanted to get this guy so pissed off because he was behind me that he was like, I'm going to get him to act like he wants to fight me because I want people to believe that this is the real deal. I think think it depends on, too, like your success in wrestling, too, as a black person. You know what I mean? Like Booker T... Hall of Fame. I mean, successful black person. So you know, he's probably. I never really heard him say anything bad about you know about his from his perspective. I've never heard anything like he even said he even talked about Hogan. He said Hogan never did anything wrong to me. He said he said he actually helped me in WCW. I mean, he actually helped. He actually vouched for it. So, but then you have you know other people that you hear other stuff like I've heard Teddy Long stories and I've heard other people's stories from other people like damn like, but that's the world though. I mean, that's that's any job. I feel like bro. Like I work with people. I work with people who are. Muslim people who are Christian, people who are black, white, all types of stuff. I, mean, so I work with all types of people. Even like you know, you know, how WWE going to Saudi. I don't know if I told you that the WWE and the Saudi stuff. I work with the girl who's from Saudi, bro, and she was down and she was down in her country when WWE came to WWE uh, town the first time, like the Greatest Rumble or something like that. Yeah, and we were talking about me and the other dude we watched wrestling. We were talking about stuff like that, and she kind of hopped in. She was like, um. Yo, like that was crazy. Like she was telling me, like how like the whole country was excited. Like the whole country was like the whole block was getting shut off the streets and everything. Like, and without getting on that political, on that pedestal, real quick. That's what I was just talking to Derek about before we had started. It's so important to those kids and everybody else. This isn't just about the government officials. Those kids want to see WWE. They write in the podcast like, dude, I love wrestling. Josh from Wrestling Reverb. Um, he was part of Brainbuster Radio with me when it was around. Josh wants to go to these Australian shows because he doesn't see WWE all the time. So if yeah. they come for a house show, he's like, yo, I'm there. It's going down. I can't wait. It's see, just so different for it. Yeah, I mean, 
They were, they were shutting off like they were shutting off streets, bro. Like the because WWE, it was the first time they ever came to town, bro. So like streets be getting shut off. Like it was, she don't she don't watch wrestling, but she was like it was a big deal to them. You know what I mean? Because she was there when it was going on. So she was like, yo, what's what's happening? And everybody's like, oh, and the WWE's coming to town. And everybody. So like she kind of butted in and was like, yo, I remember that. Like when I was there, like the whole streets were getting shut off. Like it was a big deal to them. I think even the problem with and yeah, I never thought of it that way. I always forget like as much as we get mad over things that the that the government does. Um, we gotta remember about the Saudi citizens. That's one thing. Um, that's one thing that I always forget about. Well, because the kids and the, the people going, they, that's not fair to them. Like of what's going on. I think even when WWE has, like, let's say, this is one thing where I think they really dropped the ball with. And we all know it was the Muhammad Hassan character. This was a, a Arab Arab character, but what did they do? It was actually something a little unique. He was an Arab American American boy citizen who was. Fairly bringing up valid points about how a, a whole, you know, nation of people got villainized for what happened yeah. in 9-11. But yet, he was, one, he portrays a hill. And even though he's bringing valid, and he was bringing valid points up, even then, they still had something good going. And what happened? They just had to turn it into a terrorist gimmick, didn't it? Now, granted, I am of the mindset that does feel like WWE did not know about the terrorist attack, the actual real-life terrorist attacks. I'm not going to get mad at WWE for that. Um, granted, they probably could have edited or something. But it was kind of last minute. So what do you? What can you do? Bruce Pritchard said it was a victim of bad timing. It yeah, that attack think, happened after they recorded everything. Yeah, I know. And this, but here's what I think they really screwed up. One, he was the fall guy. Like he was the one that got blamed. He lost his job when it was he was doing what they told him to do. So that's where it fails in a real life standpoint. But even from a gimmick standpoint, literally the whole gimmick was like I'm an Arab American. I've never done anything wrong. But yet you do that, then you break the whole gimmick. Like. He was getting like he was getting real heel heat, like boo heel heat. I remember, I remember when he came out in the Rumble in like '05, and they're like, "Bro, like, yeah, the whole Rumble stopped and eliminated. That was messed up too." Yeah, and, and that was only a couple years after 9/11, so it was still pretty much fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, less, than four, less than four years, honestly. Yeah, but um, it was I, it was it was a good character though. I mean, I, they could have just I, me personally. I think they could have just some great stuff with that. You know what I mean? Because he was getting like real heel heat. You you were talking about Saudi and how everybody was, um, you know, it's big to them. I think about just uh, last month with um, MMA going back then, when Habib went to Abu Dhabi, like, it shut everything down because they finally had a Muslim champion that they could. And, it, and the UFC hadn't been there in years anyway, so it was a huge deal. Like, they were shutting malls down because Habib would be there. Um, uh, so it's I can understand that. Another thing, too, I've seen a um, – I don't even know how to say it. Complaint, criticism, comment, however you want about this whole deal is, um, you know, the representation of um, African-Americans in wrestling in general. That the complaint is that, oh, well, we've got a black wrestler, so we only, you know, got to go out there and shuck and jive and all that stuff. What, what do you guys, I'll put it up to you guys. What do you guys feel as far as you look at the wrestling landscape, WWE and all, all the, the black wrestlers, do you feel like it's kind of moved away from that for the most part? Because I don't know if they're, like, I feel like you look at Moose. Moose is a badass, right? They're talking about, um, they talk about his former NFL stuff. He's a badass. He doesn't do the whole, like, the dancing and all that stuff. W what do you guys feel, though? You see, um, I think, once again, I always go to OHR Central. He brought it up how he hates how they always try, sometimes say to um, a black wrestler with a dancing, rapping, or suspect-ass gimmick. And these are his words. And the only real, like, quote-unquote suspect gimmick you get nowadays is Velveteen Dream. But Patrick Clark does such a good job with the character that I don't care about that. Um, do I? I mean, 
I'd rather, like, I prefer them not doing that anymore, and they really don't. I mean, yeah, our truth, but that's more of a comedy thing going on nowadays. But when you look at certain wrestlers, like, when I look at, like, Bobby Lashley fans, and I'm not even a Lashley fan, you can do more stuff with him than what they do with him. And I think, like, I always say this. My race, my race, should ne- the race of a wrestler should never be that character, what their character is. Like, what about you is unique? Like, like even though with Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, well, I was one percent supporting Kofi Kingston. That feud wasn't just based off race to the point where, yeah, I did support Kofi because, like, like we never really had like a true fully African American be WWE champion. We yet, yeah, I've always been a fan of Kofi's work anyway, so I was already rooting for him anyway. And when it just helped with like. Even though they like, race race was kind of brought up, it was more like I've been in this company for this many years and I've never even had a shot. That's something I can get behind. So I don't think you have like I think using race to get sympathy or get heat is cheap. Either way, right? Yeah. Uh, D, what do you what do you think about the representation? Oh, or... I think it's gotten better than what it used to be. I guess. Um... <sighs> I, I just want to get past because I, I see this shit every day working at, at my job. So I, I work on the east side, well, the west side now. And, you know, you get all, you get all, you get all the colors. You get blacks, whites, Asians, Puerto Ricans, whatever. <clears throat> and our staff is, you know, Predominantly white, but we do have, you know, there are some black staffers in there, but some some of the people that you talk to, you can tell the difference in how they talk. And it's it's sad because some people I have I know I have to talk to a certain way. And that and that's not a way that I would normally talk to them. Like me and CJ, we talk to each other that way because that's how we always talk to each other. But we still we still talk in a proper manner. Yes, we may have slang in there sometimes, but we still, for the most part, talk in a proper manner. So now, when I when I get the certain black patients that come in, there's certain people that I know that I have to talk to with the slang in order to keep them from getting upset with the the, the young white lady that sits next to me because then they get an attitude with them. So now I have to, I feel like I got to jump in and diffuse the whole situation when I shouldn't have to. And then it's, it's the other way around. Well, so it's it, like, so when, it, when you talk about wrestling, it's like, you don't, you have predominantly white. Yes. At that time it was more, it was always predominantly white coming up. And then you started evolving with the, the African-American wrestlers, the Asian wrestlers, the, the Arabic wrestlers and stuff like that. Has it gotten better? Yes. Has it made huge strides? Somewhat. It, it, it just depends on, too. Like, sometimes I get upset when our truth has to play the idiot. And, and I get some people laugh at it or whatever, but why does our truth have to be the idiot all the time, you know? Why? why I mean, I even get mad at what they do with Mike Kanellis. Why does he have to be like that for Maria. I don't know. Like you could complain about anything when it comes to people's gimmicks and everything else. And, uh, I really hope that they don't fire, uh, ACH Jordan miles for this. I'm sorry, I, Conrad, but you, you can forget about that. He's gone. Yeah, I, he's, I, I, I don't I think so. Tweet. I think it makes WWE. 
I well, think it makes WWE look very, very bad. I don't know how. Go. I don't know how true the report is, but I seen a report right before we uh, started recording here that um, apparently he's been away from the performance center for a few weeks now. Mm, that yeah. seems very. And I already odd. heard that Vince was letting go anyway, so I mean, he's probably he's gonna he won't be there too much. But but what kind of narrative does that tell though, Malik? I, I like I said, I love business aspects of things. That's one of the reasons why I have this podcast. I love talking the money, the financials. But when it comes to business, political moves are also a big part. They're having a big meeting about this because they don't know what to do. Because if you fire him, you look like also oh, you are racist because you right. don't want you want to silence him. Right. And at the same token, you don't want to release him because we're not playing this AEW crap. And guess what? SmackDown just lost to AEW. All those WWE fans talking crap, you're eating crow right now because I get it. They switched to FS1 for a night. So can you really brag about that? I'm 100% in agreement with that too. But and, and, the facts are the facts. AEW beat them in the ratings. And, and what? And like he, he's super talented because I've seen him work before, even before he got to WWE. But on the flip side of that too... What if you go ahead and just like reward him? Now there's the naysayers. Well, you're just rewarding him because he cried out, and now it sets precedence. Like, well, okay, if um, n- name new wrestler comes in of color, whatever. Like, all I've got to do now is whatever, whatever, and I'll get pushed. Or um, and then even to the point now, their cruiserweight champion Leo Rush joined the movement. He, he did the changed his profile picture to the black and white to support him, and did the the hashtag for the culture and everything. So. What do you do? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a slippery slope. You know how how do you how do you approach it? You know it's it's. I mean, at the end of the day, even 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 if they fire him, they're still gonna have it. Regardless, I don't I don't think they're too worried about that. I mean, obviously they'll get. They'll get those people who are political, but WWE still knows people still gonna fuck with their shit. Real, real quick, guys, before let me just put a bow on this topic because I know a lot of people probably are gonna have a lot to say. You guys can get at me at EPW Show if you guys want to hear it. Um, you guys can leave your thoughts, whether it's in the Facebook group somewhere else, comment on it, whatever. Um, let me just go around real quick and guys, tell me some of your favorite. Um, Black wrestlers, I guess. Let's just go around one time. I just want to hear who some of the names that come up and people say. Uh, let's start with Kyron. No particular order. Booker T, The Rock. Even even though I always said The Rock is half black, I'm still counting him. The, Booker T, The Rock, um, Kobe Kingston. Um, really, Biggie. Really, all three. Remember, I like all three of New Day, but if I had to pick one, probably Kofi or Biggie. Um, those are probably some off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, probably, but if I had to say, yeah, probably Booker T and The Rock are probably my two favorites. And you could throw Kobe Kingston in there as well. Uh, mainly because, once again, I'm more, I'm not, I really wasn't around during the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So I can't really have much of an opinion on a lot of wrestlers back then that I don't know much about. So, yeah, for me, it's Booker T, The Rock, Kobe Kingston. All right, Malik, who you got? Definitely Booker T, number one. Uh, Kofi's always been up there for me. I love Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons is one of my favorites. Junkyard Dog. I fuck with Junkyard Dog too. He's one of my favorites back in the day. I mean, I wasn't around, but I've seen a lot of his stuff from, you know, like clips and everything. Um, I, I I throw Shelton Benjamin in there. Shelton Benjamin was always one of my favorites too as a kid. He was always one of, one of my favorites as a kid. Um, Crime Time when I was a kid, I used to like them a lot too. I used to play with him on WWE, like the video game all the time, like nonstop. So those would be up there. But number, I mean, The Rock obviously probably the most successful Black African American wrestler. You know, he's half Samoan, but um. My favorite of all, my my favorite black wrestler probably has to be Booker T though. Okay, D, who we got, man? Um, 
Ron Simmons, The Rock. Um, oh, I've been a fan of Kofi, but I, I wouldn't say he's like a favorite of mine. Um, cause you, cause you know me, dude. I, 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 I like the edge. <laughs> I got mess with you. I, I, I like, I like the people who like, like Cedric Alexander, you know what I mean? Like if anything, I would take Cedric over Kofi. Okay. Just, just because of how Cedric performed. I'm not mad at you for that answer. Uh, Josh, who do you got? Um, obviously the rock. I'm like everybody else. I'll consider him. Um, Shelton, I always loved Shelton, dude. When he first came out as a single and did that dragon whip, like that fucking dragon whip kick that oh, yeah. he used to do for a finish. Oh, dude, I was in love. I loved MVP when he did the bowling thing. Because you know me, Conrad, being college basketball and stuff, when he would do the da 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 bowling. I got to throw MVP in there too, man. He was dude, I loved him. I used, to, I used to emulate that all the time. And then, like, the entrance when you put on, like, SmackDown versus Raw 2007, I loved MVP. Uh, yeah, he was good. Oh, and then and we we talked about him with the comments that was made about him, but dude, I love Jay Lethal. I loved him in TNA when he do the black machismo and stuff. Ooh yeah, <laughs> him and Ric Flair, oh freaking hilarious stuff. Um, I wrote down some names. I'm trying to see which ones were different. I've always Mala. loved Kofi Kingston. <laughs> always loved Kofi Kingston, even with the Jamaican accent. Really good, loved him. Uh, even when him and CM Punk were a tag team. Ron Simmons and Bradshaw. We, we need to see more tag teams like that, I feel, too, of just different guys who are just friends and let them team up. Uh, MVP I had down, Mark Henry. I was there when Mark Henry won the World Heavyweight title, and my whole section was all my friends. We were going nuts for this dude. Like I remember he said, don't cheer me. But we don't, were like, don't start clapping because y'all ain't believe it either. Oh, yeah, dude, we were up there like, somebody gonna get their wig split. But we did not <laughs> care. Everyone was like, what is wrong with these dudes? Uh, Junkyard Dog was one of my favorites, even as a little kid, man. Uh, JYD was just great. Someone who you could just be around. I always wanted to be like, yo, let me come in the ring and dance with that dude. That'd be fun for a second. Um, Brodus Clay, you could put up there even. He was someone who tried to emulate the Junkyard Dog. I respect that. Primetime Elix Skipper. I think oh, a lot of people yes. give him credit for yes. what he did in pro wrestling. Dude, that uh, still to this day, that walk across that cage where he did yes. that or, uh, Hurricane Rana. Woo! Mm-hmm. I gotta throw, I gotta throw, um, I want to throw Velveteen Dream in there too. I right? was gonna say, oh, yeah. Yeah. How about Two Cold Scorpio? Two Cold Scorpio. Give me Flash Funk even, man, yeah. with the funk yep. head. The Godfather, son. We didn't even talk about the Godfather. Pimpin, man, he was over. Pimpin, hey, he didn't have to even wrestle. Lilo Brown's there too, man. Lilo was great. The Nation of Domination was a great faction too, period. Even with Owen Hart, like that's just a great gimmick that they did, which you could never do today, obviously. Oh, no. But uh, New Day, I absolutely love Xavier Woods and Big E, two guys who were lost and they all came together for it. But We'll put an end on that topic. If you guys have something that you want to say to us about it, put it in the comment section. I'll be sure to reply to you. Um, This is Halloween, man. So we're going to end this on a Halloween note. I want to talk real quick about people's scariest superstars, favorite superstars. When you hear Halloween, what wrestlers do you think of? Josh. All right. I just, because Peyton's off camera, so I motioned to him three. And I'll give you a quick story on each. And they're all revolved when I was younger, so keep that in mind. Obviously, The Undertaker used to scare the living shit out of me. I remember, here, here's a story for you. The night he was going for the against Hogan for the title at Survivor Series, I was two years old, I think. And we were at, basically what was my dad's 
his dad because he didn't know his biological dad. But they'd order the pay-per-view. We were there for Survivor Series. Snow on the ground. Undertaker, him and Paul Bear did a segment where they, in the um, in like the basement boiler room, and they had the old wooden casket, and he's sharpening up like an iron, and I fucking ran out the door. I'm two years old, in barefoot in the snow, ran out the door because Undertaker scared the piss out of me. Number two, along the same lines, Jake the Snake Roberts. And here's the reason why. Again, I was like two or three years old. This is when like the WWF would gimmick everything. They had that Jake the Snake toy, the fucking toy snake in the bag that like you get at Kmart. And my mom and dad brought me one home and they told me to put my hand in the bag. And I did. And he, my dad fucking hit the bottom of the bag. So like the snake was alive and I jumped and ran, flipped me the fuck out. They had to cut the eyes out of the, the rubber snake. So Jake Snake always scared the shit out of me. And then lastly, Bam Bam Bigelow, because he I've never seen a dude with like his head tatted and everything. Scared the fuck out of me. So those three. I like it. Those are those are interesting. I like oh. those. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that was good. D, we're gonna go to you. Talk about some of your uh, favorite scary superstars moments. Honestly, you know, it's right now, obviously I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt as the fiend. Bray Wyatt is creepy as hell for his uh even his old gimmick. He went to um what was it when you go to um when the courts try to put you on this um as a juror what is oh, it, jury duty yeah. he went to jury duty as his character as Bray Wyatt like how freaking weird could you imagine yeah man yeah Sister Abigail's been talking to me like you, what, what the hell do you say yeah you're dismissed bro you're good, you're good. <laughs> right exactly um. Yeah, you know, I I think the the scary part about Bray Wyatt was the fact that you know you, you listen to him. This is the kind of guy that you would see in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can make I mean? you like, can make a scary movie out of this called The Fiend, bro. You can make a scary movie out of this. Movie. Exactly. So I'm sitting there, I'm, like CJ put me on to him when he came in as Bray Wyatt. I'm like, yo, I fucking love this, but it's scary as fuck. I would not want to meet this dude like in real fucking life if he was really like this. Um. So yeah. So this is Bray Wyatt. Honestly, dude, I got I got a love for vampires, so you already know where I'm going with this. The brood, the brood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought he was gonna say Kevin Thorne. Nah. <laughs> Pace. Nah. <laughs> I really did too. Uh, nah, man. When when Gangrel first uh, came out, dude, I was like, yo, that's fucking creepy as fuck. Drank blood. Drank blood. You know, spit it out at the steps and everything. Hashtag Lost Boys. <laughs> and and that, that's what that reminded me of. I'm like, yo, Lost... And I used to be scared of Lost Boys. Like, I, I love that movie, but I used to be scared. I'm like, yo, the motherfuckers might be outside right now. <laughs> like, like, they're somewhere. I know those motherfuckers are somewhere. Um, what was it, that two? Yeah. And then, obviously, I'm going to say The Undertaker, because it was just like... You, you, you Which think... version of Taker, though? Which version? Because Josh was scared of Grey Gloves Taker. Yeah, oh um, yeah, that's the one that got me, bro. I was I was afraid of uh Ministry of Darkness. Hell yeah. I'll never forget when he had Stone Cold on that table and he had the uh the knife and he was like embalm him and I was like, yo, what the hell is this? I'm like, Stone Cold, wake up. Like I used to get freaked out yeah. watching Rob back as a kid. Yeah, that, I, I think bro, have you seen have you seen like the um the bloopers for that show? That like that I seen a little clip of I, I was watching that. I did uh, see that. Yeah, I seen Yeah, I seen Did you see on, uh, Did you see where Paul Bear grabbed uh he was fucking with Austin and went to go pull his pants down and they yeah. cracked up? Yeah. 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 I know they showed, like the bloopers of that shit. Did um I think I think I cut you off for a second. Go oh, ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh I, there was um there was a I think in the, in that same segment they had uh Paul Bear in the in the tank or something like that and they were doing the uh cement. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, yo, what? I'm gonna have to find these now because I have never seen. They, they, they show a clip of like when Austin's on the table and like Paul Bear's like fucking with them and then they like stop it and then, and then they show the one with like at the Great American Bash when they buried him in the cement and they showed him like doing the rehearsals and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey. Oh, you guys are gonna have to send me these via uh, YouTube in our DM. That is that is super dope. Um, yeah, Ministry Taker was crazy. Malik, what do you got for me? Uh, hands down, number one guy who freaked me out was Kane, bro. Kane used to fucking freak me out when I was a kid, dude. Yes, yes. Kane, yes. Kane was more scary than the Undertaker to me, man. I I started wa- when I started watching wrestling. He, he used to come out in the shackles and stuff. Like, he had his mask and shit. I'm like, yo, this guy's hideous. Like, look at his face. Like, he's coming out with the towel on his head. He's got these shackles around. Oh, him. you're talking Kane without the mask? Yeah, that's when I started watching wrestling. When he had without Ooh. the mask, he didn't have the mask. So. Oh. So, yeah. so, so you talking like uh, Kane uh, when he was in uh, See No Evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he used to come out with the shackles and shit, and he was like, he had the towel over his head. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? He used to freak me out. And then when I went back and saw him with the mask, I was like, oh, no, bro. I don't, I don't know about this guy. Um, Boogeyman used to creep me out, too, bro, when he used to eat worms and shit. I mean, I'll never forget when he ate the thing off Jillian Hall's face, bro. Please don't mind me that, man. That, that stuff disgusts the hell out of me. I remember watching it on my television, like, oh, dude, like, this guy's on a different level, bro. He's just chewing it and stuff. I'm like, oh, dude, this is disgusting. Like, he used to creep, he used to creep me out. He used to creep me out a bit. And uh, those two, Undertaker never creeped me out. I always, I always dig the Undertaker. He never really creeped me out as much. I would say Kane, um, definitely um, Boogeyman's up there, too. Those are probably the only two I think off my head, too. Bray Wyatt's character, The Fiend, if I was a kid, it probably creeped me out. I know my uh, the teacher I actually go to school with. He, me and him still keep in touch because he watches wrestling and he sent me a, a video of his kid and his fucking kid was like he's like he's like two years old bro he's like freaked out about this thing because he like popped up in the ring and they had like the flashing lights and you could see like his eyes like different colors and his kids like yo what the fuck is that like he's looking <laughs> so it, 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 it was pretty cool but Kane number one for me definitely Kane definitely fucked me up man when I was a kid I used to freak me out I used to like I used to have nightmares about him bro like when I used to see him with the mask and shit like I used to dream about that when I was in my house like he was gonna come to my house and like choke slam me or something like <laughs> you know. So, Kyron, what you got, man? Okay, first off, if you talk about someone who used to fuck me up when I was a kid, the boogeyman just scared the hell out of me when I was little. When I was in first, kindergarten in the first grade, I used to be terrified of the boogeyman. He used to come, I used to run straight to my mother when I was little. Now, it's funny because once I got older, it was more, I'm uh, and now the boogeyman kind of disgusts me more than anything. But yeah. I remember I was playing uh, one of my wrestling games, I don't remember which one, with my cousin, and the boogie, and he picked the boogeyman. And when Kyrie, my brother, saw him, he ran away. So I'm like, wow, the boogeyman got passed. Um, so, yeah, the boogeyman used to really fuck me up. I was never scared of the Undertaker himself. I always loved the Undertaker. It was more of a vignette they used to play about him. And even at this very day, the one that still kind of creeps me out is those three little girls in the white dresses. Um, Ooh, remember when he yeah. came back to Judgment Day 2000? Yeah. I don't care. No matter how many times I see it, that is always going to creep me the hell out. I don't care what. Like, I remember last year, like, and during my freshman year of college, I was watching The Undertaker's Return. And when they played Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, my room is like, what the fuck is that? Like, I, like, <laughs> like, I'm not lying. Like, I love The Undertaker, but those three little girls in white dresses still creep me out. And I'm 19. Um, <laughs> so definitely um, the three little girls of The Undertaker, the boogeyman. And no way is scary, but I just find this character hilarious. The ECW zombie. I don't care how many times I see it. That's Every time I see the ECW zombie, I die laughing. It's so bad, it's good. And he he just looks at the camera. He just looks at the camera, points the camera. I don't care how many times I see it, I will always laugh at it. But, um, yeah, that's probably it for me. The boogeyman just scared the hell out of me when I was little. 
uh, the Undertaker vignettes. Like I said, those three little girls in the white dresses, man, that stuff is still it still creeps me out to this very day. I wish they could and, show before you answer. I wish I wish they I wish you know back recording was did back then. So the first wrestling show I ever went to was a SmackDown, right? This is like two thousand. This is like maybe like two weeks after Eddie Guerrero had passed away. So I, I went to Smack, I went to SmackDown. I didn't, I didn't know I was going. Like I was surprised. So I'm there. I'm like, oh shit! Like this one, they had the fist and thing. I was a little hype, bro. I was like I was like eight years old. I'm like, we here? We at SmackDown? I'm killing. So this is back. This is back when like Randy Orton and Undertaker were having their feud and stuff. And this is when um. The show when Undertaker got put on the back of that lowrider and he backed up to the stage and it exploded and shit. So we were sitting at the top and Kane was there and I didn't know Kane was gonna be there because it's SmackDown. Kane's on Raw, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't know, Kane's gonna be here. So Undertaker's in the ring, I'm saying, and the fucking fireworks pop out. I'm like, oh fuck, here comes Kane. I'm like, I'm bro, I was so scared, bro, because I was scared of Kane back then. So the fireworks hit, jumped out of my seat, and they played that music. He came out with that walking shit. I was like, oh no, bro, Kane's here. I don't know about this. I ran, I ran to the back. I said I was by the security guard. I was like. Stand up and buy him and shit. My mom was like, you gonna come sit down? I was like, nah, bro. I don't, I don't fucking came, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish the was big back then. This is back in like 2005, though. So, like, you know, we didn't have, like, cell phones big back then and shit. Yeah, yeah but... They were just trash. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I wasn't scared at all. But if we talk about being in live for something crazy, I was the first time Bray Wyatt ever came out back in June 2013. In Baltimore, I was there that night, and I remember, um, like Bray Wyatt cut a promo on um in the back, and then I remember we're here, and like the whole crowd went crazy. I remember he came out, some dude behind me, some guy, he's yelling, "Yes, yes, I want to follow you. Take me as your sacrifice." Mind you, I am now I am in my chair dying laughing. But, yeah, I actually got to see, like, Bray Wyatt's debut in 2013. I was there in the crowd that night. What a crazy, cool, second, second best moment. The best moment, I've ever been, best moment I've been in the crowd for is still the Hardy Boys' return. Second best moment I've been in the crowd for. You know, before, before it came, used to come out, he used to have that pyro over first. So it was like, pow, and then the motherfucking pyro, and then he would come out. So, like, that's what freaked me out, because it was like, boom. It was, right. a, it was a SmackDown, too, so I was like, he ain't gonna be there. I know he's gonna be there. As a longtime wrestling fan, most people are surprised when I go to the shows. I hate pyro. Like, with the passion when I'm there live. Like, I don't mind it on TV, but when I'm there, I don't like to be surprised. I don't like any of that bullshit. Because Kane used to just come out with the pyro to start the match. And I'm like, yo, come on, dude. I've dropped my nachos and stuff. Like, come on, bro. You got to chill with that shit. I don't know how the announcers get used to it. But uh, some of the people I wanted to bring up. First, The Undertaker. My first ever event as a kid. I'll never forget. My dad takes me. And one of his favorites are The Undertaker. And we went to a show. It was in 1992. I can't remember. I want to say it was at The Odd... Or the Niagara Falls uh, joint. And when we were out there, my dad had me up on his shoulders. I was a much lighter, lighter man back then. And uh, <laughs> he had me up on his shoulders. And I was scared to death of The Undertaker. Like, I'm trying to turn my head, but I'm like, if I turn, I'm going to fall. And he was like, what's the matter? I'm like, nothing, nothing. You could just feel the arena get cold. And The Undertaker's coming out with the gray gloves. So I know exactly what Josh was talking about. Papa Shango. Papa Shango used to scare me as a kid. Who yes. talks that voodoo bullshit? And then I had to watch the Ultimate Warrior's face get like that. No. I don't know, but it looks horrible now. But as a kid, you were shook. I don't care what anybody says. Like, how is that coming down from his face? What is he doing? Obviously, the jacket was hiding the gimmick, and it's coming down his face. But you were like, what is happening that he's throwing up pea soup? And it's just, I know it's a disgusting moment, but so scary. And I would probably put Kane up there as well. Kane is the perfect example of like a Michael 
Michael Myers type character when he rips the Hell in the Cell door off. It's a perfect debut. He gets into the ring and, you know, Undertaker looks at me and goes, Kane, and Kane doesn't have to say a word. He's wearing a mask. He can't talk. And the slightest tilt of his head tells a story. And he just beats the shit out of everybody. And you never knew what he was thinking back then. And that's just a great character to scare people with. I, you know, I felt like that was like the modern day uh, Michael Myers. See? Exactly. Ain't Fucking scary, bro. Conrad, you're the only one. Well, I guess as far as I know in this panel that's be old enough. You gotta admit too, back in the early WCW run, that Vader when he'd come out with that fucking mastodon in the oh, smoke, yeah. and as he just beat shit up people, right? He's big dude, like he was kind of scary too. Hell yeah, dude, absolutely scary. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys this question too, then we'll get ready to get out of here. Has anybody in here dressed up as a wrestler for Halloween? And be honest, oh bro, bro, bro. I was, bro, bro, I was Road Dog one year. Oh, you didn't know? Three years straight, bro. My mom was like, "We want to do Halloween." Like, you know, I'm John Cena for Halloween. Like, what else am I gonna do? I'm John Cena, bro. You already know. I had the chain and everything. I had the John Cena chain. Had all his shit back when I was a kid, dude. I was a massive fan. I'll be honest. I've never dressed up as any wrestler for Halloween. I'm being dead ass. I've never. I don't think I've ever been out a wrestler. Bro, people oh. going out. People used to think I was a rapper. Like, oh, you. What, what rapper are you supposed to be? Nigga, I'm John Cena. I'm not a rapper. What do you mean? I'm John Cena. <laughs> Look it up, bro. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> oh man! Um, I, I I gotta say I've never dressed up as a wrestler. I I honestly I never really started watching wrestling until uh, CJ put me onto it. So for me, growing up, I was always like Mortal Kombat or Batman or ninjas or something. Power like Rangers, Power Rangers, know? something like that. I think that. I was um I was I was I think I was I think I was like the Hardy Boys one year too when I was a little kid. I was like Jeff Hardy or something. I, I think I was Shawn Michaels once. Of course you were. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Respect it. And uh, ooh, I think I was a headbanger one time, too. Times were <laughs> hard that Halloween. I was like, yo, I need to do something to get out here and get some of this candy. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, but, guys, let's go through one time. Uh, let's get your stuff out there and tell people where they can find you. Derek. Uh, you can hit me up at uh, Backco. Uh on, on my Instagram. It's KB underscore back underscore co. Um, if you're looking for customized baseball bats, hit me up and we'll work something out. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's go with Malik. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Narcoclipse Boy94. I do trivias. I do um, skits. I do podcasts like, like Conrad. He's been on my channel many times. I do debates, all types of stuff. You can follow my Instagram and Twitter at Malika94. And uh, yeah, that's all my stuff. That's all I plug in. See what that. Kyron. You know, you can follow me on Twitter, Splash Bro Kyron. My Instagram is Splash Bro underscore Kyron. My Tumblr and my DeviantArt, Kyron Chase, when I decided to use that Tumblr DeviantArt, it is. <laughs> YouTube account, Kyron Chase. I do videos on wrestling, so I'm the hedgehog, my point of is magic. I do that from time to time, but the funny thing is, when I'm in college, I'm more on Malik. I've been on Malik's channel more than I've been on my own damn channel, but the uploads will be coming soon. That's all right. You got to put in that college work. And speaking of college, Josh, one last time. There you go. I like that little segue there. Um, everything College Basketball, the podcast, just search up Everything College Basketball Podcast. We're everywhere you find um, everything pro wrestling at. Obviously, the same way, leave us a like, share, subscribe, all that. You, the Facebook group's where it's popping at. Um, go to facebook.com slash group slash everything college basketball. One word there. 
The Twitter is um, at ECB Podcast 10. The website, www.ecbpodcast10.com. We've got blogs. You've got links to our merch up there. We write articles daily. Peyton, um, one of our um, co-owners, does recruiting stuff. Like, we're balls deep into the college game, eight days away. No other place to come to for your college basketball experience. Conrad knows um, everything college basketball. So, And it heats up around March, so make sure that you guys are in there before then. Uh, with that being said, guys, this is Everything Pro Wrestling. I have all the links down in the description below. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Check me out. Get yourself some merch. It's in the link tree below. You can find all the ways to listen to the podcast in the link tree. You can find my YouTube channel there as well. Make sure you subscribe. And other than that, you guys have a good Halloween if you're listening to this beforehand. And if you're listening to it after, I hope you had a good Halloween. And with that being said, we're out. <laughs> Ha 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 